Gents, back at it again, down in the studio. Turn it up. Episode 14. Woo! With you boys. Woo. <coughs> Daddy <laughs> Ice, the dick, Teddy, oh. coming at you. Oh, man. Yeah, happy to have Gordo back. Back to the regular scheduled program. Bakes crushed it last week. but Absolutely we're happy, crushed it. Absolutely crushed it, but we're happy to have one of the foundational pillars back in the studio, back rep- repping the BFB. Uh, yeah, just stoked to have you here. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, missed you, buddy. Why <laughs> your home safe? It's good to be back. Yeah. It's really good to be back. Good. I mean... The trip was fun, but fuck, my immune system and my liver could not handle anymore. I was done. <laughs> yeah. Hence why we're recording on a Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was, I was like, I could have recorded yesterday, but I woke up and legit had no voice. And I was like, fuck. I was like, Matt, we got to push it back. And then I ended up coming, my voice ended up coming around, but it was too far gone. Yeah, and you know what? It was actually a blessing in disguise because it allowed us to um, line up our guests this week. We thought it wasn't going to work. Yeah, for the lighted up listener lounge. For the lighted up listener lounge. We're going to toss a little, nah, a little a little change into the regular schedule format. We're going to do the lighted up listener lounge a little earlier in the episode. Yeah, bit of a wrench according, because I mean, there's a time zone difference with yeah, this exactly, guest. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. But we'll, we'll save it till we till uh, this esteemed member of the N40L joins oh, us yeah. later. Uh, did we say hi to Ted? Uh, I thought I said hi to Ted, but... Okay, yeah, well, yeah. I, think, I think you did. Yeah. You know. But Teddy's here. Engineer Keeping gets everything Nola. tight. Episode 14. My favorite, the Sammy D. The Sammy Darnold <laughs> of the BFB. High praise. High praise for a rookie. <laughs> Who's done <laughs> not much. Not much. <laughs> but he's Gord's guy. Gord's he's my guy. guy. You know what? In, in doing a little bit of... Uh, Research. Not a lot of fucking prominent NFL players wear 14, man. No. Uh, so I had to go with Ryan Fitzmagic Fitzpatrick, Ooh, which is pick. not. Yeah, it's good, but I mean, he's no, he's not a. Yeah. Well, what else pro, we got? Like uh, Hall of Fame. Stefan Diggs. Yeah, could have gone there. Uh, and Mr. Andrew Dalton. Yeah. No, thank you. The red yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah, it was a bit, uh, a bit of a crapshoot. Who knows what 15 has in store for us next week? But 14, <laughs> yeah. a little bit, a uh, little bit lackluster. I yeah, have to say. that's yeah, okay. But whatever. But we're back. Uh, anyways, Gord, who's, uh, who's the sponsor? Sponsor this week. Sponsor this week. It's actually, uh, we've talked about it a little bit. It's Mr. Lucky's Capilano Street Weed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Our boy, uh, Big Dick Nick, coming through again. Always need him. Uh, always uh, there when you need him. Oh, fuck. Oh, jammed up. <laughs> jammed the up. Soundboard Teddy, jammed come up. on. We're, we're going, Ted. Come on. There we go. There we, there go. we, there we go. go. Okay. Um, yeah, hooked us up again. Both of us, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was good. Good, cheap. 
It's nice. Serving us well. Yeah. yeah. I got uh, I got a little secondary sponsor this week. All and right. uh, this is a longtime listener, this guy, actually. It's uh, this sponsor comes from Barry from the AMHL head referee, <laughs> fucking and, Barry, and and this one is for not suspending me after oh, last game's yeah. antics. Mad props, Barry. Leniency, <laughs> oh, man. Never thought leniency was in his vocabulary. No, no, but or in I, lexicon. I made uh, I made a pretty poor decision at the end of a. 9-2 game with about two minutes left. Yeah, okay, so let's let's set up a bit yeah. of context here. So we're playing a team, 10-15 game, midweek. Uh, we have a full roster show up. The team we're playing has three subs. Uh, weak goalie. Anyways, Flyers handled their business, crushed them 9-2. Uh, and going into the game, we had three guys on the squad that hadn't got a goal yet. Yeah, me, John, Johnny, Gord, and, and, our Robbie. and our buddy Robbie. From, Robbie get. Queen Victor, Queen Mary Park. Yeah, the QMP. Uh, Robbie gets off the schneid, gets yeah. his first goal, beauty in the slot. Johnny gets off the schneid. Yeah, little muffin from the point. Muffin but it from found the point. The net. Found the net. Don't ask how, just how many. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so going into the third period, obviously game's out of hand. We uh, are encouraging Gord to drive the net. Yeah. Drive the net, yeah. or get to the net. Get, we'll find you. Get get to the net. You know, sneak in the zone um, and and get there. And I could kind of tell that a goal wasn't coming my way. So <laughs> this guy, he's looping around. He's coming around the back of the net with thirty seconds left in the game. And he was a big guy <laughs> too. He was bigger than me, and he had a cage on. And he was losing nine two. And he was losing nine two. Thirty seconds and had left. two subs. <laughs> So he's coming around the back of the net, and he just peeks around the back of the net, and I fucking dummied him. Like, crushed him. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely egregious, him. deliberate. Didn't leave your feet, but you fucking crushed him. And it was a clean hit if there was hitting allowed in the league. Yeah. Good way of putting it. Yeah. But there was definitely no hitting allowed in the league. Oh, and, man. uh,. Yeah. yeah, whole bench just looked at each other. And what the fuck, Gord? Like normally, <laughs> if that happens, the boys are jacked. Like they're oh. fucking stoked. But this time, I got the silent treatment coming back oh, to the man, bench. Yeah. Like it was the, the boys were in disbelief. <laughs> yeah, it was shock. It was just like that's how brawls get started. Yeah. You know? But you know what? I must say, if that was one of us that got leveled on the Flyers. It would have been fucking mayhem. Every and, guy on the ice would have been in there. And nobody did a thing. I didn't even get a penalty. No, the guy stood up and asked, and just said, what the hell, man? <laughs> yeah, he said, what the hell? And I was like, I don't know, you got a cage on. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that was our secondary sponsor of the week. I thought that was a little bit of a story the guys would enjoy, too. Oh, yeah, so. I'm sure, I'm sure they will. But, yeah, it was shocking. A bit out of character. Usually, yeah. usually... Uh, your your shit happens in front of the net, mm-hmm. you know, not down on the other teams in the offensive zone. Yeah, exactly. But well, anyway, is what it is. No suspension, no penalty, even. No. And here you are. Here I am doing the pod Friday yeah. night. No more raspy Randy voice, ready to roll. Yeah, I, there's yeah. no place I'd rather be right now. Yeah, Gordon's th- uh, throat hurts so much that he's about to light a dart and hit Teddy <laughs> within the next five minutes. Okay, moving along. Text and answer segment. Uh, we got a brand. We got a couple brand new listeners, and I'd like to give them a shout out for a second. Uh, our first brand new listener is our buddy Zane, um, all the way in Strathcona. Ooh. Zane's a beauty. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, he sent in a question. We'll get to that in a second. And our other new listener, uh, former Flyer teammate, 
Lifelong friend. Lifelong friend. Great guy. Great guy. Uh, friend. Uh, yeah, great guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's early on to be doing Jet, this. Jet Ski Gillies from Maple Bay? Is that what I it's think, called? Yeah, it? I think it's called Maple Bay. Yeah, I, had living, to, I have to check the text. Living the dream. The guy yeah. was already a ridiculously good golfer, and now he's working at a course. And just golfing every single just gonna day. Just going to dummy everybody. Oh, yeah. How to be Jet. But, yeah, Jet, thanks what? for listening, buddy. We're yeah. glad you're on the pod. And he's not even a football guy. No, no. And, uh, yeah, getting back to the golf, one of the best putters uh, I've ever I've ever uh, had the fortunate yeah. Yeah. time to play with. He's a beauty. Yeah, so, anyways, getting back to Zane's question. Uh, it's just kind of an opinion one here, but he said uh, – Yahoo designated Jalen Samuels with a tight end designation as well as a running back designation. I picked him up this week in my league and slotted him in there at, at the tight end position. I'm receiving mad backlash from the rest of my league for doing this. What do you guys think? I think it's fucking awesome. I did the exact same thing. Yeah. I'd say fucking tough tits. Yeah. You know, you'd be fucked. Any other guy in your league would do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. It's not your fault it, that you can do that. Legit, he does play two positions. Yeah, you know, he's uh, and you know what? He's the he was the pickup of the week. Mm-hmm. Guys were spending dough on oh, him. Like, how much dough? I spent forty three bucks on him. Yeah, but so, that was a necessity. Yeah, right? I had to, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah. But I got I got zero problem with that. No, I've got no problem with that. I've got a problem with the guys that think it's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Go fuck yourself. If and, you got two running backs, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It, it, it just it opens up so much more, so much more. Now you can play legit four running backs in your lineup. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, flex it, tight end, and then the two positions. It, and I mean, there's other guys that have been there, but I don't think they're going to get the return. Tavon Austin. Yep. You could start him as a receiver or a running back. Yeah, I totally agree. Cordero Patterson this yeah. year got the designation after a couple weeks playing. Uh, Running back for the Pats, he's now listed as a wide receiver running back. Do the boys in your league have a problem with that one too? Probably not because no. he's on the wire and nobody wants to take him. Yeah. So they're only mad that you benef- that you were the benefactor. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. Zane, stick to your stick to your laurels. Not that you wouldn't normally, but yeah, power to you and good luck in your playoffs. Buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, got number two. What do we got? Number two is this one coming in from. Uh, also, a first-time first time texter, long-time listener. Yeah, first-time texter, long-time listener. This one comes in from Top Shelf in McQueen. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a couple aliases on the pod. Yeah. He's been around. Yeah, he's Top been around. Shelf, at Tones BBQ. Yeah, but uh, great guy. Jam, number 42 on the, on the flyers. On the flyers. Um, silent assassin. Not oh, a big yeah. talker. Yeah. But great guy. We'll yeah. always listen to Bacon. Oh yeah, Bacon. Bacon's a really good friend to him. He'll he'll always bring him to the edge, but he'll never uh, push him over it. <laughs> yeah. So he 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 writes in. He says, for someone who doesn't follow the NFL, the gladi- gladi- gladiator series. <laughs> the gladiator series featuring Aaron Hernandez was a great listen. Other than that short mini series or the BFB, obviously. Could, Obviously. Could you guys recommend any other killer pods football related? This one comes from Top Shelf in McQueen. Uh, yeah. Um, absolutely we can. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, there's a few out there that are uh, that are pretty well known, and I'm going to run through three that I've listened to, still listen to, that I, that I don't mind, uh, or that I've heard good things about. So the first one is called Around the NFL. This is actually hosted by four writers from NFL.com. Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler, Chris Westling, and Dan Hanzus. 
Uh, it's it's uh, usually highly recommended and recaps the league in depth from stats to matchups to uh, hot button issues. Um, I personally really like uh, Greg Rosenthal's takes. I think he's the best one on that show. Mm-hmm. And then as an added bonus, Mark Sessler is a huge Brownies fan. So uh, when I'm uh, wallowing in misery, it's nice for him to uh, join me. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, the second one I really dig. Uh, this is my. This is one I like the best. It's called Move the Sticks. Hosted by Bucky Brooks uh, and Daniel Jeremiah. They're both former NFL scouts. Um, And the best part about it is it's super in-depth. So it's not just on an NFL level. They actually dive into the college football ranks and uh, preview upcoming draft-eligible players, uh, who's moving up, who's moving down. They recap previous drafts um, that teams have had, what they did right, where they went wrong. Uh, They land a lot of high-profile guests too. Uh, And I just think it's a really... uh, neat angle to hear from former scouts and like the knowledge that these guys have oh, it's just crazy it's crazy it's it's awesome and then the last one we have uh is pardon my take and this is from the uh barstool family uh it's cut kind of from the same cloth as the bfb more opinionated commentary as opposed to political correctness <laughs> uh lots of swearing uh, uh so some of the takes are kind of raw it's kind of like a shock jock style. I don't particularly listen to it often, um, but it's popular and it also lands big guests. So, I mean, if you're looking to, to learn some stuff, some inside knowledge, uh, those, are, those are three that, I'd, uh, that uh, I'd recommend for sure. You know what's funny? I actually have never listened to a single other podcast other than the BFB. Like football? Ever. Anything. Nothing. <laughs> when we decided to start it's a too, podcast too busy bumping that country hey? yeah too busy bumping fucking kiss and country 103.9 <laughs> um which i mean i think it's funny because like now we do a podcast you would think i would like listen to a couple more yeah but you know what i just like to hear maddie talk <laughs> that's funny <laughs> As it, yeah we don't talk enough you know yeah we don't talk nearly uh enough. yeah i don't know i don't listen to a ton personally i know uh Scott in uh, East Lake Washington listens to quite a few broad range of topics. Uh, mine are pa- basically sports related. I like the TSN Hockey Bobcast, uh, Bob McKenzie's mm-hmm. podcast. Spit and Chicklets, obviously. Uh, one, another football one, but I didn't include it because it's very Brown Central. Is called Tomahawk. I mentioned it before. With Joe Thomas, Joe Thomas, and Andrew Hawkins, two former Brown players. Uh, and there's, theirs are usually shorter under an hour. So they're easier to crush. What's under an hour look like? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. I haven't seen that since episode three. Yeah. Fuck. Um, and then one that Nigel turned me on. I haven't listened to it in a while. It's called Aquarium Drunkard and it's, uh, a music based one, mm. but yeah, th- that's that. Hopefully that helps you out. Tone. 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 Top shelf. All right. The next one's, uh, directed at you, Gordo. So let me read it. I don't know how much you want to disclose, but it's from that fucking rascal in the rock pile. That rascal. Uh, He said, I was hoping Gord could walk us through one of the party nights in Mexico. (laughs) What was consumed and what the atmosphere was like, all while we are stuck here enduring the hardships of a Canadian winter. (laughs) Jesus, John. Just maybe not too heavy on the consumed part. (laughs) <laughs> well, so what am I supposed to talk about then? Well, I thought you went down there to fucking work on your aqua size and catch up on a few good books. Yeah, eat a few good buffets. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I mean, it was a shit show, man. There was 80 of us down there for my buddy's wedding, and we're all 
just as big a degenerates as I am. It's all same resort. All the same resort. And like, yeah. So like the, honestly, the day went like this, like for the most part, like we'd, we got super fucked up the first night, wake up at like 10, go down to the pool, have a couple fucking tequila sunrises and I'm right back into it. Do you find the hot weather minimizes the uh, hangover? No, I find it maximizes the hangover. <laughs> oh, really? I'm the opposite. I was bad. And, like, I would just have a couple more double tequila sunrises, and boom, I was just right back <laughs> into it. But we would uh, do that. We'd go to the pool, and then <clears throat> people would separate, go for dinner, and then we would all just, like, meet back up at the lobby bar, and then the nightclub opened, and then we'd go to the nightclub, and then, yeah, I mean, nothing good happens after about <laughs> 1 a.m. Or everything so, good or, happens. Yeah. Depends so how you look at I can't get too into into details. Yeah, but, for sure. Um, but that's sweet. And it's nice that you've known these guys your whole life. Like, oh, what, yeah. a, what a party. Oh, what an awesome was, time. It was absolutely insane. Oh, perfect. Um, but yeah. No, it was good. It was good. I'm glad I made it out alive. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I really like doing this podcast yeah, and the, and the thought of having to give it up because you're in... Uh, I know. And Bacon filled in well, but... Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And we got like, to give him a shout out. He did a great job last week. Yeah, absolutely. And like we got lots of compliments from our buddies that he doesn't know Yeah, uh, like on his behalf, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, a few people were a bit upset with his approach. <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, a couple names. A couple dropped. names drop, you know. Uh, whammy, but, here comes the bus. But you know, whatever. first yeah, he's learning. Yeah, he's learning. <laughs> he's learning. He, and he's got a couple uh, pro mentors, yeah. and we'll we'll straighten them out. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, next question. This one comes in from uh, you know a guy we just can't get enough of on this podcast. Love this guy. Love this guy. Uh, Line comes, mate. Yeah, he love come, him. Comes from Big Dick Nick over in Idlewild. <laughs> and uh, he says, what's your opinion on the two guys I should play in my flex positions this week? I'm, I'm guessing he has multiple flex. Yeah, he's got, he has two flex in his league, which okay. is neat. He's yeah. got uh, Jackie Wilson Jr., um, Kenyon Drake, Curtis Samuel, Duke Johnson Jr., and one of my favorite guys, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. <laughs> Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And uh, that one comes from uh, Big Dick Nick. What do you think? Um... It's a tough, uh, MVS plays Atlanta today, this week. Yeah. Yeah. Green Bay plays Atlanta. I mean, I like that. I like that call. Um, they did get rid of their coach, but I, I think it's going to give Aaron Rodgers a little bit more freedom out there. I think he's going to call in some audibles and doing some schoolyard football. And I think, hmm. I think he's going to benefit from it. All right. Who's your other one? Uh, I don't know. You, Kenyon Drake takes on the Patriots. Yeah. Um, that I was originally leaning towards him when I, when I was going to give my answer, but that scares me. I, maybe Curtis Samuel. I don't know. I don't know. I think DJ Moore is kind of, I think he's taken over though. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's interesting because everybody thought with uh, the return of Devin Funches, Curtis Samuel would take a hit. Uh, same thing with DJ Moore and it was the complete opposite. Um, Samuel actually had the most targets he's had all season last, last week against Tampa, Tampa Bay. Uh, with 11, he had six catches for 88 yards, and that was with Funches in the lineup. Yeah, mm-hmm. Funches vultured a touchdown, I believe, but um, I would I would play Curtis Samuel here just because the Kenyon Drake factor scares me, and I really like this Jackie Wilson Jr. guy. He yeah. he looked good in his short uh, short little burst there uh, when the bread man went down. So I I, th- I would roll uh, JWJ and uh, Curtis Samuel. Yeah. From the Ohio State University. And you know what helps uh, Curtis Samuel 
is uh, Cam Ward is uh, who is, isn't Cam Ward out this week? Cam Ward. Or sorry, the Carolina Hurricanes now Chicago Blackhawks <laughs> goaltender. No, Denzel. Ward. Alberta, sorry. Alberta, <laughs> the pride of wherever he's from, Stony Plain, Shore <laughs> Park, Alberta. Oh, the corner for the Browns. <laughs> he's out. It was Denzel. He, Denzel. Yeah, Ward. yeah. He's in concussion protocol, isn't he? Yeah, he got fucking lit up. And I'm pretty sure it's not. It's not Jackie Wilson Jr. It's Jeff Wilson Jr. Jeff Wilson. Who's Jackie yeah. Wilson? Uh, oh, he's an old singer. Yeah. I think he sang that song like. One, two, three. And, wow. and Jackie Bradley Jr. is the mashed potato outfielder wah, wah. for the for the Bull Sox. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. Jackie Bradley Jr. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that so maybe it's just juniors. a little mix up. But yeah. yeah, it's actually Jeff Wilson. We're gonna touch on him later in the podcast. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, our final question for this episode comes directly to Gord. Uh, and it's from at Tones BBQ. All the way from the internet on Instagram. <laughs> And he said, Gord, you basically mentioned that your BBQ wings last week are far superior to Tone's BBQ. I'd like to know what kid's grill you're cooking on, and if you'd be interested in purchasing one one of two custom 300L or 400L offset smokers that I'm currently building. (sighs) This guy has... Talent, man. He does. He's good. like, where do where do these hobbies come from? He owns this like old school fucking Supra that he races yeah. around. <laughs> he has his own this secondary Instagram account. Yeah. He builds smokers. He's like, a man of mystery. Yeah, he can install Peyton's dishwasher after he Peyton kept it oh, in his garage for a, two and a half yeah, years. He's a water guy, though. Yeah, he's a water. Yeah, that's um, true. But anyway, you know, I mean, I'm I was loaded. Uh, <laughs> I'm really? not. I'm not gonna. It didn't s- transfer. No oh, one could yeah. tell. No one could tell. <laughs> I'm not gonna say my wings are better, but I will say I make fucking damn good wings. I can. Maddie's Maddie's yeah. had them a few times. Yeah, they're real good. And yeah. uh, I haven't had tones, but yeah, yours, yours. I I put up against other ones. For yeah. Sure. So I mean, you know, I just you guys gotta pump his own tires a little bit. Yeah. You know what? This invites is maybe a little uh, wing cook off. Yeah, we might have a little wing off. You know, if we can get the. Maybe the BFB guys together, some of the Flyer boys together, some of the M40L boys together. That'd be a fun time. Yeah, lots of the boys probably wouldn't be very hungry, though. (laughs) (laughs) Moving along. Moving along. (laughs) Well, uh, we are about to jump into Pass It Around the NFL. Now, with um, this one, it it was a bit tricky. There were a lot of dank stats this week, and I decided to keep them in dank stats. Um, and it was a bit tricky. Gord, you want to mention what the, uh, what the football situation was down there? Yeah, it was... It was brutal. Well, it was, it wasn't like slim and none, but it was definitely weird. Like, so the Sunday we got there, uh, we watched, we watched the Sunday Nighter. Oh, yeah. Um, what was it? No, it was mini. No, 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 no. Yeah, last, last week. Wasn't it Pittsburgh, San Diego, uh, Los Angeles? Oh, that was close. No, um, that might have been the Monday nighter. I'm talking about the Sunday nighter. I'm pretty sure it was Mini and uh, Green Bay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. So Apologies. we got yeah we got yeah. there. Mini and Green Bay were playing. So a couple of the boys were watching, but I wasn't really paying too much attention. And then Monday night, fuck, I was fucking black, so I wasn't watching football. And uh, then on this following Sunday, we were leaving. So they were playing some of the games like in the in the lobby kind of area, but. I was so fucking hung titties that I didn't, I couldn't focus on anything. So I wasn't watching and uh, yeah, so I kind of had to take like a little bit of a week off. 
Mm. Um, so around the NFL is a little bit uh, pretty much Maddie. I gotta say, Maddie always kills it with the prep, um, and he really picks up my fucking. You know, but that's my, the way it I works. Lack. That's yeah. the way it works. I that's ride the, his coattails a little bit. That's the beauty of the BFB, though. You know, I feel if and Stu's mentioned this before. I feel if we were both stat guys that were uber prepared, it wouldn't translate as well. And if we yeah. were both gut guys, it wouldn't. It would be the we same be thing. You know, we. I, I don't know. I like the. I like the compliment to each other. And obviously, I know you're. You're on a mini vacay, so yeah. Yeah, stepped up. There wasn't a ton happening this week and pass around the NFL. One thing I uh, definitely want to touch on is some streaking teams. Um, we've got Seattle that's really bringing it on lately. That trio in the backfield of Davis, Carson, and Penny has been yeah. lights out lately. Yeah, and they're not making Russ have to do too much. No, no. And when he does need to do stuff, like he, it, he, he's coming through. He yeah. had a massive week last week. Yeah. Um, the other two streaking teams, the Houston Texans, who have now won nine in a row. Yeah, they lost their first three straight. First three, zero oh like and that. three, zero oh and three. Now they won. They clobbered the Browns last week. Um, you know what I think that is? I think that's Deshaun. Fi- Remember, I said when we first talked, it was like week two, week three, and we were talking about Deshaun Watson, and he wasn't quite there. Yeah. And it, and I said, well, he hadn't played since like week seven, the following year. So he got. He had to get a couple games under his belt and. The whole team is playing really Get well. Get that rhythm back. They're so balanced, yeah. man. Lamar uh, Miller's running the ball real well. Yeah, they got two stud wide receivers, and then, you know, he comes and goes, but there's Kiki Kuti there. Uh, they seem to have found a tight end. I always forget that guy's name. He's a white guy. No, I think he's... Is he like a halfer, maybe? Think, well, I don't know if we should call him that, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh <laughs> Oh man, I can't that remember. His... Me up. I think it's Graham or something. Yeah, or something. I can't remember his name. Was line. Uh, but he's kind of come out of nowhere. And then uh, the D, uh, you've got those two bookends on the line with Watt and Clowney. Yeah, Whitney Merciless is underrated. Uh, they've got a pretty pretty stout uh, defense. Um, you know, so they're they're a, they're they are a fucking... weaker division too, though. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. They haven't been playing their only. They haven't no. only been playing their division. No, they're, which is true. They're a wagon, man. Uh, and then the last one is the the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, I think the Bronx, they have been streaking. They've been playing well. But you know what really hurts them is E-Man going down. Mm. Towards Achilles. Yeah, big time. Practice. Yeah. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders, for those that don't know, had a and, shitty injury this week. And they're week. just... Case is just game managing. And Philip Lindsay is unreal. Yeah, you know what? He might be making a making a case for offensive rookie of the year, Absolutely. and I don't know how you can how you can argue it. Uh, I've got a couple. I think I've got one or two stats about him coming up uh, later on in the app. But yeah, he's he's been unreal, and you know what? Like he, the way he runs, he's fun to watch. Yeah, and you know it's it speaks volumes when one of the greatest, if not the greatest, running back in Broncos history, Terrell Davis, gave him his blessing to wear his number thirty. And, you know, that's – if you're going to ask for 30, you better be able to back it up. And he's done it so far. It's just been uh, – it's been a joy to watch. He's been one of the one of the sneakiest grabs yeah. uh, in fantasy, I'm yeah. sure. paid off uh, for sure. Scott, it's been – he's really helped Scott. He's, I would argue, in some weeks kept him afloat. And he's really hurt my boy Royce Freeman. <laughs> this year's Kareem Hunt? This year's Kareem Hunt. But well, he, who yeah. knows? They both don't play. <laughs> so I'm Too in, soon? Yeah, who knows? Too soon. I don't know. I'm, I'm in the airport waiting for my flight. My flight's delayed like four hours because there's a huge fucking snowstorm in Edmonton. So we're having a bite to eat, 
and I'm watching, I'm looking at the TV, <coughs> looking at the TV and it says Baltimore, Denver. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, Baltimore doesn't play Denver this week. I'm like, Denver played, <coughs> I can't even remember who they played last week. Oh, they, um, <coughs> they crushed, uh, who was it here? Yeah, it was it was just ridiculous. I I have it down. Mm. No, just keep talking. I'll let doesn't you. Doesn't matter. I'll, I'll jump in. So Teddy, pull up those numbers. Yeah, Teddy, pull up the numbers. So Baltimore's playing playing fucking Denver, and I look at the TV. I'm like, this isn't right. And then I look. I'm like Peyton Manning. I'm like Hillman. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? And they were replaying the AFC Championship from like 2013 or something. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, awesome. When Justin Tucker hit like that 47 yarder to win it in like double OT or something like that. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is going on here? And the, Por favor. Yeah. Please live TV. I'm please. trying to ask the waitress and she's like, no remote. No remote. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fucking great. So, but then it actually ended up getting. Switched and then they had the mini uh, Patriots game on and uh, they had and actually they turned the Giants Chicago game on right for the end so it was awesome. Oh, decent! Okay. Big win for the G Men. Big win for the G Men. Yeah, a wild game too. Yeah, that it was. It might have been the best game of the week. Yeah, uh, that was that was a lot of fun to watch. Odell balling. Yeah, that Saquon jump like he not only cleared the guy, he had fuck, he had so much he room still. That guy's just... Uh, Tariq Cohen tossing the game-tying touchdown to Anthony Miller. What name is that? Tariq Cohen. Not familiar. Is he Is he a <laughs> fantasy football... Is he relevant in fantasy? I don't know. Ask Johnny. Oh, that's why we oh, don't know him. because Johnny never plays him. Johnny um, never plays him, so he sits on his bench all the yeah. time. That's right. Okay. Tariq Cohen. It was, it was almost like a little Philly special. Like, yeah. they reversed it to Trey Burton. Trey Burton shoveled it to fucking... Tariq and then Tariq yeah. hit Miller in the end zone. Yeah, that was beauty. Um, yeah, good good for the G men's uh, <coughs> G men, especially against a, a powerhouse like yeah. Chicago. Well, not, it's crazy because Chicago's taking on LA the LA Rams this week, and everybody's saying how close it's going to be. You know, the Bears are coming off a loss to what did they have before? Three wins or two? Yeah, a couple wins in a row. But uh, I mean, Chase Daniel. Yeah, Chase Daniel isn't yeah. isn't under center this week. No, no, no. Mitch is back. But yeah. how healthy is he? Uh, yeah, Baltimore played Atlanta last week. Mm, that's right. Yeah, kept uh, Matt Ryan to under 10 fantasy points. I think he got like 7 or 8. Kept Tevin Coleman to under 10 yards. Yeah. Good thing but, I didn't start him. Yeah. Um, what else do we got? We're just talking about Newton's shoulder? Yeah, I think it's I think it's worth mentioning. Uh, obviously, it's injured. I don't think it's fully healed from the surgery. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the most telling play came when, when they were trying to get back, uh, get themselves back in the game. With the last minute Hail Mary, Cam didn't throw it. Mm-mm. They pulled him out. And he had attempted a Hail Mary prior to that that didn't even make it to the 10-yard line. Yeah. Uh, so they brought Taylor Heineke, Heineke, Heineken, uh, something <laughs> or other, in. And, uh, yeah, he uh, he uh, let, threw it. He let. got it to the goal line, but it was not caught. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing uh, that was prevalent this week was uh, issues with the refs. Uh, between players. Uh, now, I, th- I, I wasn't really going to touch on it because I thought it was a single issue. Uh, but after uh, the Bills game, there was the Tennessee game. And Tennessee came back to beat the Jets. Um, and at the end of the game, I tried to find the unedited version, but this is the best I could do. After the game, Taylor uh, Taylor Lewan, offensive lineman for the Tennessee Titans, was fired up 
mm-hmm. about what he felt uh, was injustice by the by the stripes throughout uh, the game. So have a have a listen to this. You tried to ruin it. You tried to ruin it. You don't calls all day. So he actually had to be uh, restrained by uh, backup tight end Luke Stalker, uh, and he was he was going around the field pointing at every single uh, ref that he could find, saying, "You you tried to basically we were playing you too. You tried to fuck us over." Um, but that that like I said, that wasn't a standalone incident. Earlier in the day, um, the Bills uh, took on. I forget who the Bills played, but uh, on the way to the dressing room. Uh, Hughes, the the uh, oh Jerry, Jerry Hughes, Hughes, he he is got heated. He's losing it. He's, he got heated. So he he I guess on the way to the tunnel, he is accusing uh, a referee of calling him a bitch, mm-hmm. and like that shit uh, doesn't fly. No, here, give it a listen. I'll catch you, oh, I missed it. Oh, let it play again. You. I'll catch you. So, and the the crazy thing was, he was asked about it by reporters at the end of the game and denied it. Said, "I don't." Yeah. yeah well, show me the video. Show me the video. I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't do that because obviously he knows it's a fucking threat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dig, digging deep into this, fucked. What like? So the ref, in, the ref in question, his name's Roy Ellison. Um, yeah. He he's been in he's been trouble with the league before. Yeah, Hughes was livid. Referee Roy Ellison allegedly called him a bitch. Yeah, the league is now reviewing the incident and has put Ellison on administrative levers as a result. But like we said, not the first time Ellison has been accused of foul language towards players. Yeah, 2013 he was suspended for profane and derogatory comments toward Redskins tackle Trent Williams, all Pro Bowler. Yeah, like just stud. Yeah. Williams claimed that he w- he was called garbage ass and disrespectful motherfucker. Disrespectful motherfucker. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. and actually uh before that incident even happened, Ellison had been warned like before the Trent Williams one, he had been warned about the way he was talking to players. Um uh you know, so obviously this guy has a pattern and a history. The league actually broke ground this year firing a referee, Hugo something or other earlier in the year. Um, first time in history that they fired a guy mid-season. It wouldn't be surprising if Ellison was let go if this yeah. is actually true. What yeah, happened to sure. Hughes? Um, they got mics everywhere, man. They'll be able to figure. it oh, out. Oh yeah, they'll be able to figure it out. I just really hope that if he does get let go, that uh, loyal listener Barry from the uh, the head ref from the AMHL isn't listening because he definitely uh, <laughs> fire that guy in a heartbeat. Oh man, you want to talk about fucking disrespectful referees? You know, you want to look far. You want to talk about disrespectful captains of the pillar, the collision <laughs> flyers. Well, you know what? Give me respect. I'll give you respect. Oh, is my thing. Man. If you talk to me like I'm a human, I'll talk to you like I like uh, you're a human too. But if you fucking, you want to talk to me like I'm a human. <laughs> you want to talk to me like I'm a human. <laughs> fucking listen to me. <laughs> Fuck that call was garbage. <laughs> fucking open your eyes. Fuck! Get the fuck out of here! Like that? Is that how they're supposed to talk to you? 
Well, like or that, what is like that's similar after to they that? yelled at me. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Maddie the mouth. You let this fucking game get away. <laughs> this is your fucking fault. As Maddie's fucking skating towards the fucking outer gate to fucking leave the game. Like. Hey, I only got booted from one game this year. Yeah. Don't come barking up that tree with me. I've got booted you, you know from that, games. No, but you know that guy that's living in Valley View in, in charge of the squad, uh, like the uh, the squandering franchise, the Valley yeah, View Vices. He's been booted, I think, from two, maybe three. Two of the past three. Two of the last three and three maybe total. So, yeah, I just hope he's not listening because he it sounds like this guy is a prototypical AMHL ref. Um, the last thing for pass around the NFL. Um, what? Or is, hit Russell, Russell Oku? Yeah, no, no, no. I, yeah. Oh, what? You lined it up? I, yeah. I'm blowing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, on the, I think it's the Sunday night, the Sunday night or the Monday night, they always do the, uh, I think it's one of the only games where they have the guys say their name, who they are, where they're from, kind of thing, like, uh, like you know. Where they played? Yeah, you know. Georgia like Tech. Michael Thomas, Ohio State, you know, yeah. uh, whatever it might be, Cam Chancellor, Virginia Tech, whatever. Um, so, anyways, this was Russell Okun for the, uh... <laughs> For the L.A. Chargers, just beauty. I'll let it play a few times. <laughs> Him and Michael B. Jordan yeah. went to school there. <laughs> oh, yeah, big time. I, uh, I have to say I haven't seen Black Panther yet, but, you know, it just it harkened back to earlier episodes oh, when, we, Black- when we were talking about Quincy Anunwa. Quincy Aninwa, like <laughs> Masai Yuzuri. <laughs> oh, okay. Are you just going to keep it going? <laughs> no, no, no. We're not going to keep it going. But anyway, Black Panther's a fucking tight movie. Dude. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. Uh, yeah. Free on Netflix. So, yeah, a bit, a bit of a slower week and pass around the NFL. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll see what kind of plays out in the next few weeks because there's a, there's a few teams that are clinched. You got to wonder, are they going to play their starters? Like, mm-hmm. will, we be, will we be, you know, rivaling... 10 guys for Gord's Grinder, or, you know, all these yeah. backups might get the some no time. no-namers are going to be flying. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, so, yeah, it is what it is. Um, well, I think we're going to, yeah, normally we get into, like, the fearless, and we do the grinder, and we yeah. do the no frills and stuff, but like we said, our guest uh, coming in from uh, down east, Yeah, he, we have a bit of a time zone issue. Yeah, and you know what? We uh, the BFB, we're flexible thinkers. We're we're not rigid in our ways. Um, so we thought, why not? Let's accommodate him. Um, so uh, hopefully, we're, just, we, we're trying to get him on. I think he'll be uh, coming in here soon. Yeah, I, th- I wonder if he's got technical difficulties. Uh, I know he's he's been busy with Christmas parties and stuff like that. Yeah, Christmas which parties. Is, which is weird. We shouldn't really um, know much about the guy, but yeah, we've we've come to know him throughout the years. I guess like. While we're waiting, you know, I it'd be nice if he phoned in. We could we could move on to something else and come back. We could quickly talk about the Oiler game that was going on. Today. Oh yeah, fuck, crushed it, man, we crushed it. Yeah, six two or something like that. Sometimes, like uh, in a midweek game, you know, if I've had a rough day at work, I joke with uh, Show Life Shane. I say like, you know, if an Oiler game's on, I always text him and I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna smoke a bowl a goal. So for every goal the Oilers <laughs> score, I'm gonna smoke a bowl like. And he actually texted me during this game, and he said, uh, "He said, uh, <laughs> um, I hope you're not fucking going bowl a goal on uh, 
on this one because they fucking put up seven on him. They put up seven on him. Yank Dubnik five minutes into the uh, into the game. Fuck, it's pretty pretty wild game. Hmm. Connor looked good. Um, here you know what? Let's give this a try. Uh, what's that? Oh, you need a you need this guy's number? Yeah, yeah. Give me his number. I'll call him. Sure. Uh, yeah. Should we announce it live on air? No, probably not. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, we're having Teddy's having some technical difficulties here. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're not blaming it on us. It's this guy. So you know, yeah. we, the questions we maybe uh, we're thinking of asking him, we just make them ten times harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Gord's gonna try to lock him down. Um, Should we just get the intro song going? Well, I don't know. Like, is he going to be able to pick up? Who knows? Uh, whatever. You know what? This is like the first time in fucking BFB yeah. history that we've had. Uh, had uh, You know what? We got, him, uh, we got him on the line here. Oh, okay. We're good. So, get, so not get, a lot of dead air, but yeah. Um, without further ado. Further ado. We're we, getting in. We have in the Light It Up Listener Lounge, all the way from our nation's capital. Mm-hmm. Down in, in Ottawa. Ottawa. Ontario, Canada, we have the man himself, Matt Feldman, joining the BFB. Matthew Feldman. A.K.A. Feldy, A.K.A. Irish Matt, A.K.A. Curls for Girls, welcoming us, in, welcoming him into the studio. Oh my god, this is just a fucking Oh, we're battling here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Feldy, are you there? Hey, lads, how are you getting on over there? <laughs> oh, buddy. It fucking worked. It, it actually worked. worked. Holy we shit. Legit, we were having some technical difficulties there, but you're back. You're on. I made it on. Yeah. I can't believe it worked. Man. You're telling me we failed, but well, <laughs> we can never fail on this podcast. You were, you were trying to call me on WhatsApp, probably. <laughs> Oh, I know how to make a proper phone call. <laughs> I guess. Ireland, you know? Yeah, I guess. I guess. He's oh, a sharp, man. sharp kitty. This one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Feldy, I'm I'm pumped to have you on, man. Looking forward to this all week. Didn't think it was gonna happen, but it all worked out. Um, how you doing? What's new? I'm good. But thanks for having me on, boys. It's uh, it's an absolute pleasure to be on the pod. I've uh, been an avid listener over the past uh, 13 weeks. I'm proud to be on uh, episode, is 14 now? Yeah, oh, yeah, 14. 14. Hey, have you been spreading the word about the BFB around uh, our, our great nation's capital? I have indeed. I even uh, have a word into JT. Uh, oh. He said he's going to uh, take a listen when he gets a, a free moment. He's He's busy spending a few dollars right now. <laughs> I think we'd probably get shut down. I think if JT was listening, we would be shut yeah, down. Mainly because we're not supporting uh, legal weed. Mm. <laughs> All that no, shit. Maybe that's, I think that's the one thing he would support. <laughs> oh, only if you buy it from him. Yeah. Not from uh, Mr. Lucky and Capilano. <laughs> but, oh, well, no, I'm, I'm pumped to have you on, Feldy. You know, we've actually never met, I don't think. Yeah. No, I don't think. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know that we haven't. 
<laughs> only in my dreams. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, it's interesting. I've only met uh, Matt once. It was at Nigel's wedding this past summer, and I'd say half of the league was there, may- maybe just over half. But yeah. I'm sure for you, it was a goddamn blur. It was uh, it was quite the experience meeting everybody. I would say too, I feel like I only met people based on their fantasy names, but I still can't even remember everybody's actual name. <laughs> That's totally fair. Oh fuck! If uh, you got to refer to like, Stu, oh as yeah, this... oh yeah, you're the boners, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're really into cats, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're that guy. Gotcha. Oh fuck! Uh, okay. Don't make sense now. Well, we've got a we've got a, a question about the league coming up, but let's jump into it. Um, uh, just uh, to start us off, what got you into fantasy football? Um, were you a fan of the NFL beforehand, or like a specific team, uh, or did you just start playing fantasy because buddies were into it? I've I've been a fantasy goer for quite some time. I've been on yeah, kind of dabbling in a few sports for quite a while I kind of get into it just to get involved in the sport while the season's on a little bit better way to to follow teams and players throughout the season but uh it kind of happened that Nige uh, approached me in first year of medical school and it's like hey, hey bud uh, we kind of have this extra spot uh, wondering if you want to be in our uh, league yeah that is Nigel's spot yeah four years later oh, yeah. yeah hey man I got a I got some really cool dudes that I that I think you'd have a good time with, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you uh, should meet them. <laughs> That's funny. Beauty, yeah, five, four years has flown by. Hey? And you know what? It'd be tough, too, like, being in Ireland. Like, if you still wanted to follow North American sports, you'd have to have some sort of venue to, like, do it, right? So fantasy would be pretty a pretty easy and, and you know easy way to do it because you're not having to stay up till fucking three in the morning to watch games yeah it was actually such such a great tradition that we had going there to be honest like i pretty much missed out on my usual basketball baseball hockey that i'd be watching and it was pretty much only nfl we were over there but every sunday night sometimes nights would join us but my roommate tommy and i we would we would get uh indian food from the best spot in town nice we put on some year one to two euro bets and we just sit in front of the TV for the entire night and watch some good NFL games, mainly Red Zone, but, oh, yeah. you know, they, some good games. They played on Sky TV or something like that there, right? Well, they had some games playing on Sky, but otherwise we just needed to keep checking in with Nigel, either steal his account or uh, find the best Reddit streams. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, the only time I'd ever been to, like, I was in London for the one NFL game, uh, and we went to the bar, and yeah, they were playing, like, one game, and it was, yeah, it was on, like, Sky TV, but the dope thing was, after the game in London, they played Red Zone outside the game on a huge TV till, like, fucking 10 o'clock, and everybody was just boozing their faces off. Oh, that's sweet. I mean, I know they like their, their football out there. They're starting to get games every year. They're getting good turnouts. They're massive stadiums. So, yeah, maybe, you know, who knows if there will be a team out there in the near future. Yeah, yeah. fucking move Jacksonville out there. Yeah, Shad Khan. <laughs> but they have to change their name, though. they got to find some new name. What do the you think? Silly, like maybe the London Silly Nannies? Maybe I can help them their uh, team. Yeah, uh, I don't think they'll be phoning you anytime soon there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got another question. It was off, uh, <clears throat> off topic from football, but it just kind of came to my head. Have you ever watched 
like a high lie game in real life, or what do they call it there? Shitty or something? Shinny or something like that? Have, have you seen that game? Do you mean <clears throat> what game are you talking like about? They, like where they where the guys they... fucking bounce the balls on the paddles and then pass it to each other? Yeah, that's um. Oh jeez, I thought it was I called High Lie. No, High Lie. No, it is like High Lie, not the Irish version, but it's uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna. I, I hope none of my Irish friends are, uh, are listening. <laughs> but anyway, that sport is crazy. Hurling, hurling, hurling. hurling that's yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, it's hurling. Yeah, yeah it's oh. right on the tip of my tongue. Oh man, I've watched one of those games out there. Man, I don't even know if you can call that a sport more like martial art with sticks. Yeah. Those guys run around smacking each other as hard as they can with those sticks, and there just happens to be a ball that goes into a net. It's <laughs> fucking insane. I watched it on TV one time. It's crazy. Do they wear equipment? No. <laughs> no. Uh, minimal equipment. Actually, the first game I ever watched was like an amateur game in some small Irish town, but we were on a drive out to the West Coast, and it was a girls game, and they were fucking brutal like huh. <laughs> there were there were like there was a broken ankle in the game there were girls smacking each other like in the head these guys these girls are vicious you yeah. wouldn't want to go up against any of them that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> crazy yeah sorry for venturing off i no, just I kinda, like that that's kind of came to my head the cultural uh corner yeah cultural gourd <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, irish would be proud that we're spreading the word yeah exactly <laughs> um this one this next question might hit you a little bit to home. A little bit. Hey, we said from the start that the BFB, you had to have thick skin to listen, to come on, to enjoy it. Yeah. And you know what? Matt, stick together. I know this guy can take it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this season, right, bring it on. this season you had the first overall pick and held John from the Rock Files first rounder. So you had what? One uh, and seven. seven. Um, uh, yeah, I did. I did. With that... You took Gurley, number one, great pick, obviously, and DeAndre Hopkins. In the bottom of the second round, you grabbed A.J. Green and took Deshaun Watson early in the third. With all of these studs, the curls for girls fell far short of expectations and finished the season in eighth uh, and out of the championship playoffs. Yeah. So. Oh, this is a stinger. This is a stinger. Feldy, (laughs) the BFB and the listeners got to know. What went wrong? What went wrong for your squad? And what do you think you would change um, about who you drafted or maybe just some moves you made during the year? And this is a tough question. I mean, you're, you're right. It does hit close to home. I, uh, I knew that this question was going to come because uh, I kind of deserve it. Um, you know, there's been talk all season, first overall pick. I should really be showing up. To be honest, I don't think that I performed poorly the whole season. I think I peaked very early. Yeah, and I, I think that I was my biggest challenge. I think um, there were a few mismanagement. I think when you have a team with the first overall pick that falls out, you know, like, uh, oh, yeah, the Oilers, something like that. Oh. Um, you, uh, Motherfucker. You, you really need to look at management first. And so you know, I have to take that on myself to say I think those maybe A.J. Green, maybe more Deshaun Watson picks and avoiding – a running back that early was probably the biggest mistake. Yeah. Um, and then I think there was just team mismanagement throughout the season. I didn't take guys off the wire when I should have. I, I obviously, you know, I got to throw it out there. The Wendell Small was just <laughs> a complete bust. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was desperate at that point. 
I mean, desperation does a lot of things to you, you know? Oh, yeah, so, I know. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, that, was, that was a huge mistake. I mean, you look at guys that came off the wire. The one that comes to mind easily is Chubb. I mean, he's been a stud um, since being picked up. And yeah. He was a guy that I could have had with those 36 points if Small would, wouldn't have, uh, you know, come around before him. So Yeah, but you know with Chubb, like, it was a matter of circumstance that they just ended up uh, trading Hyde Mm -hmm. on a Thursday when our waiver wire was wide open. Yeah. And it just happened that Johnny was there. It's too bad it went to his team because it could have benefited some. A team that was in the running. Yeah, yeah. But But you know what? I I love the Tyler Boyd pick. I Mm -hmm. put money down on him too and you outbid me. Yeah. Um, He's had a couple rough these last week. Oh, no, last week I think he had a pretty good stat line. But I think he's been a great wire ad. Yeah, I think the interesting thing about the wire, I threw out a question on the uh, to, to the group at some point of kind of wire management, and and the reason I did that is because I think it's so interesting how we how we manage the wire. You look early in the season, and guys are it's just like a guessing game of what guys are going to go for, right? Someone's got to set the tone with some number. Absolutely. So taking Boyd at 16, I can't imagine that anybody would be able to get him for 16 if it were you know a week 12, 13 pickup. But when I got him, it was kind of just like, yeah, this number sounds good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I put down like eleven or I, something no, like that. And that's a that's an awesome point. I completely agree with that. It's always a crapshoot um, when when it's the first first big name or the first big uh, breakout at, at the start of the year. Tyler Boyd would I would say he was probably the wide receiver, and then on the running back side was when uh, Scotty dropped Devonta Freeman. No one knew. Was it going to take no. 22? Was it going to take 30? And it ended up taking 32, and that set the tone. Yeah. Because after that, like... Yeah, totally. Yeah, I got I got uh, Lewis for 31. Wendell, uh, waiver wire, Smallwood went for 36. Uh, and, the, you know, there's just a, there's just a bunch of other guys that, that had to fall in the 30 range because that, that was the barometer. And it, it just went up from there. Right? Yeah, it just went up to 43. I, I had to, yeah, I just spent 43 on Samuels. And who knows how good he's going to be. Yeah, you never know. It could be a Kerwin Williams. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the biggest, the, the biggest thing that went wrong is that Deshaun Watson taken too early. You look how many good quarterbacks were out there. I think I just got so excited about last year. Yeah. But I'm just like, oh, I already have, you know, Watson and Green. I got the best player in the draft and Gurley. Like, let's stack my team up with a great QB. But you never really know, they, like, year in and year out. Whereas you have, like, the Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers and Tom Brady that just, they're always steady. And Deshaun Watson has been all over the map. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. And you know what? Um, we we hyped your team quite a bit at the start of the year. I, I thought you were going to run away with things. Uh, and, like, I, I fully subscribe to what you talked about with Watson. I took him uh, in, I, in my other league as an auction league. Uh, I, I, I waited for him. He was my guy. I, I wanted him bad. And I... You know, in theory, pairing Watson with DeAndre Hopkins should be should be dynamite. Money in the bank. Oh yeah, you know? I just thought I was doubling my points every week. Yeah. But to, to be fair, I was scoring like 130 to 150 points for the first several weeks of the league. Yeah. And for the past four weeks, I haven't been able to get over 60 points. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. But you know what? I guess so it's been a rough go. You know. Yeah. The silver lining though is I'm glad like you feel my pain. Yeah, oh yeah, I've been there too. Last year it was the same thing. I finished, I think, seventh or eighth. Uh, you know, it, you feel you feel shitty because obviously it's another year where you're not going to win the ship. But uh, the silver lining is you're not in contention for the humiliation yeah. in the Gregor Bowl. Yeah. So you know, take solace in that. To be honest, at the start of the year, I thought I thought Feldy was going to be the guy that was going to have like the difference of me not making it. 
because I was middling for a bit and I really haven't scored that much points. And I thought it was going to be like yeah. Gord 7th. You always hung around, though. Gord 7th, fell D6. Couldn't get rid of you. No, couldn't get rid of you. Yeah, I couldn't have predicted that I would fall out, but I started seeing it early when my team just couldn't put up any points. So it was a rough go. But listen, maybe I'll get the first overall pick again next year. You never know. Yeah, back-to-back girly years, you know. And, and then, yeah, who knows, maybe... The yeah, maybe you can roll a, a third girly base name uh, that is just mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I, I think if we can, uh, you know, wrap up your season in a, in a sound bite, it would be this one. Oh, got to turn her up. There we go. Um, but you know what, Feldman? I uh we know we've we know you know sometimes sometimes we have our little quarrels but we know that mats stick together so um i i want to give you an opportunity so our, our third question here is you you joined our league in a bit of, of a different situation you mentioned it earlier you only knew nigel uh the majority of us have known each other for years um and like gord mentioned you haven't met uh, a few of the guys in the league that being said you've jumped in with both feet chirping guys on the chat me t- often yeah yeah, well, <laughs> stop, stop providing him opportunities. I know, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know what? And, like, he's taken the verbal abuse back and uh, been all good with it, really jiving with the boys. Uh, uh, like, a re- uh, I love the addition. It's been great. Um, so out of curiosity, can you tell us your first impressions or your current impressions of some of the boys <laughs> in the league? Uh, and, you know, keep in mind you only know their name by uh, their team, not who they are, which is great. And I want you to be as brutally honest as uh, you feel is necessary. Uh, you can start with me and Gord. I, I, don't, I don't know if I should just go top to bottom in the league, if I should just kind of give the, the highlight. Hit the highlights. Yeah, hit the highlights, man. You know, who's been the I guy mean, that, you know, I'll let you go, take it. I mean, I think that the that you gotta you gotta start with the with the easy hitters first, and one one that gets hit on every single pod, but is just the highlight of the show for me is John. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the first impression before even meeting him was, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" <laughs> that is the first thing. Is this what's this guy all about? And then I met him, like, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh man, I'll never forget it at the wedding. Uh, we we were all like, "Where's Feldman? Where's Feldman?" So we we see him posting up, drink, drinking his hand. So we all come over like, "Hey, I'm the Beverly Blazers. Hey, I'm the Sweatpants Boners. Hey, I'm the Cat Guy." And John comes out of the building, and John hasn't even introduced himself. And Feldman points across the porch and says, "You must be John." <laughs> and we were all like, "Of course it is." <laughs> But you know what, John and I spent a little bit of time together in the uh, Radium Hot Springs, uh, you know, recapping the weekend. It was, uh, it was a nice intimate moment that we shared, so I have a soft spot for him. Um, yeah. But uh, who are the other guys? And I now, uh, just just do you uh, heat up your croissants for 30 seconds now uh, after being enlightened by John's recent visit to our show? <laughs> oh, I had a croissant today, and I said, There's, I can't eat this any other way. 30 seconds. <laughs> no, no. Not one second more, not one second less. Yeah, <laughs> and you got to wait for it to just cool on the counter. <laughs> it changes the consistency. <laughs> That's so. And then I was like, and then I mean, the other, the other easy target, I guess, would be uh, would be the old Kamish. 
Oh, yeah. That, you know, I, I met all the boys. All the boys in the weekend were, uh, you know, everybody was well-dressed, but everybody I felt was like, this is like a buddy of Nigel's. Because all I knew was Nigel, right? I'm like, somebody, everybody had some degree of facial hair. Everybody <laughs> was just like, you know, everybody got Kellen strolled over, and I'm like, this guy is all business. <laughs> you know? This guy, this guy is meant to be a commissioner. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, really. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but that's how he struck me. I said, if anybody in this group is the commissioner, that's that's this guy. And I got to suss him out. Yeah. Um, I, I guess to be a commissioner in a, in a fantasy football league, you just need to uh, make your own holes in your T-shirts and cut your hair with Crayola kid scissors. Uh, and, that, and that's that's the uh, the qualifications. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the light gray suit, it was like this guy was... was was meant for uh, maybe a, a, a fancy soiree. <laughs> Man, as that's so... The, as opposed to the, the wooded outdoor Nigel and Sarah wedding. Man, yeah, that's funny because, like, Kellen spent most of his life trying to, like... Look give, homeless. Look homeless, and now you're saying he's, like... <laughs> The uh, the the fucking regal He's one in the, the group. Opposite, yeah, that that might be the chirp of the year right there. <laughs> Kellen's just fucking seething at home when he hears that. <laughs> and I think if there was one other guy that I'm like, I need to I need to find this guy and meet him was Stu. Oh, I mean, yeah. I was like, whoever whoever is the sweatpants boners from the first time I came in this league, I was like, that is just so genius. And I think maybe that's where my team naming has really gone by the wayside i feel like i could never live up to a name that was as good and as accurate as that was yeah sweatpant boners is legendary it is good you can't change it i if i had chosen it i wouldn't change it either for sure like my first impression was like i'm intimidated by this guy because (laughs) sorry Stu. That's that's totally fair. I agree. I think that's I think that's legit. You know what, Feldy? We'll go. We'll we'll get together for a beer one day. Man, looking forward to it. I I would like that. You yeah. know, everybody talks about going to a game together. Uh, and it happened, I think, one year that I was in Ireland. I was very jealous. Yeah. And uh, I'm in Ottawa now, so you know anything's possible. Yeah. yeah. April, man. April. I'm in Calgary. April. I'm in Calgary. You never know. Maybe you are in Calgary in April. I am, yeah. Yeah, the game's on the 6th. Yeah, the game's on the 6th. The Oilers are uh, in town. We were thinking about uh, driving down. I'm not there till the end of the month. Oh. we got to start something up, boys. We'll, we'll start it out. All right, we'll okay. figure it out. Well, we'll, we'll hold down the saddle dome for you in your place, cheering <laughs> on the oil. Yeah. Sure you will. I'm sure you will. I look forward to it, chirping you over the... Over the yeah, yeah, look exactly. looking forward to Matthew Kachuk getting fucking blindsided by Cassian. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Scramble those eggs, baby. Yeah, that's true. What we and we were well, we were touching on names just now about the boners. Yeah. And like Feldy Great segue, Gord. Let's be honest. You've struggled with naming your team like every single year we've been in the league, I would say. That's playing that's being polite, yeah. Being polite. Um, in the past you went with straight out of Coughlin. Don't know about That's that. Not, I feel like I've taken so much heat for these names that, like, I I was under the impression always that these names were meant to be either you got some sort of great wit or you got to use some player on your team in order to find or some NFL reference yeah. to make your team name good. And what? there's like two or three teams in the league that actually play on that. There's me. There's 
Harrison Butt Kickers, which, as we've all talked about, is a great name. Unreal. There, there, there was the Coleman Beer Coolers, which nobody liked. Terrible. And then who do you think you are? Well, Breezy taught me, I guess, as well. So four. Yeah, I am four Wayward's son. Twelve team. Le'Veon. Oh, Le- Le'Veon, sure. Yeah, but like he's one in <laughs> twelve. So. Just dismiss him. <laughs> the guys, the guys, one in one in twelve. No need or one in twelve. You know, I thought that that was a pretty straight out of Coughlin. Like, that's not that that bad. I mean, I I like Tom Coughlin. Right. But then I was like, girly girls. Like, yeah, it's kind of funny. And I just took so much heat for it. I'm like, all right, I'll do another girls. And then I took even more heat for it. I'm like, you know what? I just can't win. (laughs) You know what? Well, yeah, I don't know. Like, I've, I've been slowly trying to convert the boys. I love the idea of... Repping your set, flying your flag. The neighborhood name. The neighborhood name. You 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 pick whatever your neighborhood, and then something that uh, that relates to you well. You know, Beverly Blazers. I enjoy marijuana. Uh, Gord, <laughs> Gord, uh, Rundle Hard Hats. He, blue collar guy. Self professed blue collar guy. <laughs> um, Johnny Valley View Vices. Uh, he's got a few. You yeah. know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it, it, and it, it's kind of neat to like you know rep your set. Like uh, I like what 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 uh, neighborhood are you living in in uh, Ottawa? Called Westboro. Westboro. Mm. You could you could take yeah it. you could pick some you could think some yeah. West but Bro. the other thing is too. I mean, I, I've I've been thinking about this. I'm like maybe I just gotta go with something about you know living in Ottawa, capital city, something Irish maybe. I think I got got some ideas for next year. Perfect. You boys just wait. I think I'm going to come out flying next year with teammates. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I think I can turn this one around. Yeah, and I'm hoping it sets a precedence uh, uh, with other guys that are just fine with uh, rolling a mediocre name, i.e. Coleman Beer Coolers to the replacements. Uh, Yeah. You know, put a little effort in there and then, you know, look good, feel good, named good, play good, you know? Exactly. I think I also need need some sort of lesson on how the name Julio Think You Are I Am is a good name. I don't really understand the reference. Maybe that's for another call. I don't know. No, but I, I feel like that team name has gotten a lot of love, and I'm like, I don't get it. Okay, you've never seen the bowler. He's a ten pin bowler, and he he's like a champion bowler, and he and the crowd is chirping him. Okay? Pete Weber. Pete, Pete Weber is his name, and he's a champion like P whatever tour bowler. And he fucking rolls a strike well, it, and wins it's like, the game. It's a, isn't it the championship? Yeah, it's like the championship. And I thought the backstory was it was like a teenager, <laughs> like a 13, 14-year-old kid was just on his ass the entire... Yeah. What a 14-year-old doing is doing watching a professional bowling uh, <laughs> contest is a different story, but I guess he was on his ass. I thought that, so. that was just on in the background. Also, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you know what? Here, Feldy, we'll play you the clip right now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just let it play, but yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Just goes nuts. Strike to claim it, a strike to claim it, and he got it! Who do you who do you think you are? I am. Yeah, and he's like double thumbs pointing at himself, yelling at every person in the crowd, and <laughs> his opponents just standing off to the side, like, "Can we shake hands?" The game bowling play. champion of the world. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Watch. You know what? When you got a minute, watch the clip. It's way funnier. Yeah, yeah. I gotta watch it. All yeah. right. Yeah, you sold sure. me on it. 
Yeah, it, it's uh, it's a good one. It was uh, creative. Shane's had a few creative ones. Yeah. Um, sick. Well, um, let's let's dive into uh, Ottawa a bit. So you're you're uh, wrapping up your residency in uh, Ottawa. Uh, can you tell our listeners uh, how long you have left and what you're specializing in? Uh, for those that don't know, Nige and uh, Feldy met in med school in uh, Dublin. And uh, are you thinking about heading back west once it's all said and done? Well, that's a hot topic around the house, that's for sure. Mm. I, uh, I have a lovely wife that's from Hamilton. Ooh. She's in Ontario through and through. Um, so that's going to be a, a tough sell. But uh, she's also carrying our expected child, which is due in three weeks. So Congratulations. Holy shit. Really? Congratulations. That soon? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's man. the secret of the pod. That's the highlight of the pod right here is the announcement of the baby's coming in three weeks. Fuck. That's, congrats. Um, thank you. And uh, so I'm, I'm doing pediatrics here. I still got a couple of years left. I would love to spend a little bit of time at least doing some uh, fellowship training out in Alberta. But uh, I don't know what the, what the cards have in store for me. Well, I'm definitely going to apply back home. I'd love to come back home for a little bit and uh, have some more time with the boys. And of course, my family. Yeah, but, yeah uh, of course. We'll see what happens. The wife isn't isn't too keen on it. She wants to stay by her family, and uh, we all know how it goes with who ultimately gets to choose where where people end up. Absolutely, so, exactly. That's we'll, we'll uh, oh, sorry. I was just gonna say that's awesome that you're uh, working with kids. Uh, my girlfriend works at the Stollery. Oh, there you go. Yeah, she's an RN. We got there. so much in common already. I know, absolutely. <sighs> Friendship blooming. Yeah, it is. It's blooming. Wow. So Man, that's I feel exci- like this is going to be a long term, uh, long term thing. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Do you know uh, if you're having a boy or a girl? Having a boy. Ooh, nice. little mini Feldy, yeah. Matthew Junior. He's going he's gonna to join the, the N40L in uh, in 2062. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to take over your franchise. He is. He is. It's going to be the. the it's not gonna be the girly girls. I don't know what it'll be at that point. Yeah, I'll be like, Dad, you 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 were pretty good as a fantasy player, but your names are dog shit. You know what? It'll be nice so you can bring them to every draft. Like Daryl Cates brings his kids to all the drafts. So it'll you be could, the good luck charm for sure. Yeah, you could just have them beside you. Yeah, Daddy, draft nail Yakupov. <laughs> Sweet, thanks, fucker. Uh, so no, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna follow any oiler trends. That's for sure. Yeah, that's true. Well, congrats, buddy. That's yeah, awesome. That's that's sweet. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. Cool. Well, uh, we we won't keep you much longer, but we got one uh, one more question for you, pal. Um, although you missed out on the championship playoffs, like we discussed earlier, you earned a buy in the B pool, which ensures that you don't have to worry about the dreaded Gregor Bowl or humiliation. You're basically Switzerland. Uh, Give us your picks uh, for winners of the championship round and your winner of the Gregor Bowl. Let's hear it. Who do you think is taking home the ship and who's going who's gonna to potentially uh, have to serve a humiliation? Yeah, I think uh, you know the humiliation piece is, is who do you want to do the humiliation versus <laughs> who do you really think is going to. Um, I, I think let, let's start with the April because that's the most exciting Yep. It's, uh, it's an exciting time of year. I'm sad to not be a part of it, but I'm, I'm happy to be able to comment on it. I think that, uh, you know, as as unhappy as I am to say it, and you guys have discussed it many times, I think I think the cat guy is coming on very strong right now. <sighs> he's, he's averaging like 130, 140 points a week. Yeah. His guys are really showing up. The B 
big thing that I didn't say earlier from drafting is I think having having solid running backs through. I mean, having more running backs and wide receivers is kind of the way to go. At least it has been in the league this year, from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, he's got some solid running backs. So, you yeah. know, I, I think that Hat Guy and Breezy Todd Me are the ones that are going to be ending up in the final. Um, ouch. You know, yeah, Breezy's been on on fire the entire season, has really had few lapses. So I, I feel like it's maybe the easy way out, but I think ultimately Breeze is going to take it. I, I just think the team's too strong and been too consistent for too long to not. Yeah, it's hard to argue those points. Uh, uh, the villain is uh, benefiting from his his two running backs, like you mentioned, just popping off at the exact mm-hmm. same time at the most important yeah. time of the year. It's crazy how streaky uh, fantasy football can be. Like if you you start the year hot, you peak too early, or you peak mid season, and I think that's impressive on. Uh, the breezy side is they've been able to maintain it all year long, basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, they've been pressing through. But but you look at Cat Guy, and I mean McCaffrey has just been coming on. It's been absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. He would have had the top score in the week if it weren't for Derrick Henry somehow crushing five touchdowns this past Thursday. But uh, you know, then he has Aaron Jones and Lamar Miller who have just been killing it. I I initially when I thought of who could make it into the finals, I was going to say having. Kellen and Nige meet in the final would have been a nice uh, upset of the Breezies, but they're fight facing off in this semifinal, so yeah, um, yeah, was, quarterfinal, I guess. So we won't be able to see that. Yeah, it was a. I, I, I honestly didn't think it was going to be a very important matchup, but yeah, the last regular season game had the Breezies against the Boners. Mm-hmm. Winner got the bye, yeah. and the other guy uh, yeah. has to play me. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know so what's I think better. It, I think it's going to be interesting. I'm excited to watch it all unfold, that's for sure. You yeah. know what? I didn't want to... Uh, oh, sorry. What were you saying? Oh, I was going to say the people. Were you going to say something else about the April? Oh, I was... Yeah. I, I, Maddie didn't want to jinx it. But no, we, I, I don't think we need to talk about that now. You're Well, you can bring it up. I'm not, okay. I'm not giving any input. <laughs> I'm not giving any input. But quietly, if you looked at it on the, the way the brackets work, it could be an all axe head final. Oh God! Now you're gonna make me talk about it. Okay, so fuck Gord. Ah, God damn. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about this because it's just shooting yourself in the own in your own foot. But yeah, when Gord came over, because we had to do a couple days of prep for this, mm-hmm. you know, bang on uh, top notch app. Uh, we were talking about it. So I play stew. Um, and if if the cards work out, if Kellen beats uh, Nige, and if I beat Stewart, I would play Chris, and Nigel would play Gord. So if we win those yeah. two matchups, Gord's alluding to a potential axe head final, which we thought would be kind of neat. A because we it would be like the most tense episode ever. Oh, it'd be bad. But we've had to deal with fucking. You know some verbal abuse for our for our division that it's just a layup and all this stuff. But can you you know? But anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Sorry, I should. Yeah, have but let's, let's think about but let's think about then how Beepool would turn out as well because the other two teams in the Axet are the two lowest teams in the Beepool that could ultimately face each other for the worst record. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Ah. Uh, okay. Or, you know. Yeah. And, and face the punishment. So you could have potentially, if you look at it that way, you could have the winner of the league and the dead last 
loser Gregor Bowl winner of the league in the same division as well. Oh. So how does that vote for how the exit looks? I don't know. That's that's very true. That puts a stain on it for uh, sure. It also adds <laughs> adds to our bragging rights within our div. <laughs> yeah. And I'll only be you. I beat everybody yeah, else, motherfucker. Sure. But yeah, yeah no. I anyway, think, I just you know, I I should I I didn't want to bring I, it up. I'm surprised that the hard hats would bring that up because they seem like a grind it out week to week kind of team. And I I guess you're looking ahead. And historically, when professional teams do that, they get fucking bit in the ass. I'm telling you right now, the Blazers are focused on the boners. That's our only concern. We are focused on the boners, and that is you it. you got to always be focused on the boners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am I am just locked in on those bones. Yeah. yeah. My, my comment about the April, though, to be fair to, to the hard hats, is that uh, I think that if the uh, if, if the cat guy pulls through in his, in, in his game against uh, Nige there, um, that matchup, between Cacti and the Hard Hats could could shape up to be one of the most exciting of the year, I, I would say. I think I'd be in real tough. I, You know, I'm a pretty confident guy, but I think I would be in pretty fucking tough against Cacti right now, I gotta say. At the moment, yeah. yeah. You you really yeah, have to hold... strong. He's coming strong. Yeah, and you, you it, I think it comes down to how hurt is Connor, and if he is actually really hurt, can Samuels pick up the load? Like, yeah. You know, but we on the on the way home from hockey earlier this week, we were talking about this. Guys succeed in the in the uh, Steelers backfield. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's Le'Veon, whether it's James Conner, whether it's Samuels in his short stint. But you go back further. D'Angelo Williams had a killer year when he was filling in for Le'Veon and um, Fitzgerald Toussaint. You know, like some guy named Fitzgerald Toussaint. Yeah, John's thirty second croissant. Um, it was relevant. Feldy's, Feldy's just kind of sad that his two bucks couldn't get him. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't mention that uh, blowing your wad so early. That, I'm surprised that you guys wouldn't leave him to me and feeling like this guy really needs tight end help. Olsen's <laughs> been injured the entire year. You know, AJ Green has just busted up toe that's thrown him out of the out of the league now for yeah. the rest of the year. You yeah. know, like let me take the guy. Nah, no. You know we stick together no. to a to a certain point. <laughs> Only to a certain extent. All right, fine. Yeah. Well, let me tell you what I think about the beef. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. have a comment that I want to make about it that's happened. I think it was. Now you guys have to remind me if I actually met Andrew at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. Um, okay. I yeah. thought I did. I thought I did, but I got to put a face to a name still. But in any event, it's already happened once this year. It was Andrew, I believe, with with Levy on that uh, he forgot to set his lineup. That was him. No. Yeah, uh, yeah, and actually, that's a good segue. He actually did that again uh, in the la- in the regular season finale against me. Uh, we're going to touch on that later in the uh, full N40L section, but uh, you know, it's we're not going to joke about it. It's you know, it's guy- guys are mad. Um, and anyway, so, so now, so now we have now we have a consolation quarterfinal game where. If you look at his lineup, I mean, he's got three injured players, one of which is Collins on the IR. Maybe yeah. he's going to make a change before Sunday. He's got plenty of time. I'm not saying he's not going to make a change. But my my kind of thing that I worry about is, has he checked out now enough that if he does end up being the Gregor Bowl champion, is he going to follow through with the punishment? Yeah. And that's, I- that's really the way that I'm going to leave things. But I think he's, he's setting up to be the one that's going to win that Gregor Bowl. But I'm not too confident based on the way that he's been managing these last few weeks that he's going to follow through with it. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I have to say, I'm 
and I, I love the guy. I've known him for years, but I'm just questioning: is he still into it? I, I have full faith, though. I think he'll. I think he'd do the punishment, and he's not. I think he's. You know, I think he would do it. So, yeah, but like, it's almost like okay, when Stu did his punishment, it was great because I think it was a wake up call for Stu. He he realized, okay, I don't want to be out of the league. I'm going to do this punishment, and since he did. He's been into it, uh, setting his lineup. You don't necessarily. We're not asking to like you know always contribute on the group chat or make trades or you don't even have to spend your waiver wire money. Just field totally field a competitive lineup because at the end of the day, thankfully, like this past week, the playoff uh, seedings were basically set. It was just kind of who was going to go fifth, sixth, whatever. But the guys going to the playoffs were already known. If if I, mean, that, I think I think part of it is selfish for me too because you know I'm looking at going up against him yep. or going up against the scoundrel. Now the scoundrels like to go through anyway. They've been playing quite quite well of late, but uh, yeah, you don't want to make it interesting. So yeah. we'll see how things go. But I think if things look now, he's he's got to take the B pool uh, Gregor Bowl Championship. So. Yeah, and I I agree. Like I I I think um, it's not looking good for him. And I just yeah I just. I don't know. It's 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 a tricky. It's a fine line to walk because, like I said, I love the guy. He's a he's an absolute beauty. Yeah, but it's just like if you're if you're not into it, that's cool, man. But you know, it's just it's just because like like I was saying, like this past week obviously didn't affect anything. But can you imagine if him leaving Alex Collins in, who was injured two weeks before he actually got put on the IR? So there's no excuse of like it happening on Sunday morning. Um, can you imagine if that was the result of somebody missing or somebody making, like, you know, it's not just your team. It it affects, it affects everybody, you know? And at the end of the day, yeah, it's fantasy football, but like, fuck, you know, boys care, boys care. And it's good to be competitive. Listen, we, we up the ante this year. Oh, big time. I can just throw that in just to, just to go up against uh, a guy that doesn't want to set his lineup. So, yeah, that I fully agree. And like, the the other thing too is we've got we've got guys that have really expressed a lot of interest in coming in, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to th- like it's in no way is that a threat, but it's just like just you know, but there there is interest, you know. It is, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think like I said, I I think Andy's going to lose the B pool, but I think ultimately he will do the punishment. And you know what? I actually got story time, Andy. A story oh. time with Andy later. Oh, man. We could go back to back. Next week, I've got a great one about Andy. So, um, but he is a great guy. And yeah. uh, he's, you know what? He's a guy who, you, if you need to have a fucking beer with, he'd always be down and fucking, you can chat to. He's a great guy, but he's got to set his fucking lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I, but I would say some, some words of inspiration to him, as, uh, as, as the great John from the Rock Pile told me while we were immersed in this uh, Radium Hot Springs bath together, that he said, listen. I throw money in. If I win the pool once out of, you know, 10 years that I'm in the pool, which he did, as we all know quite, quite well. Well, he didn't. Um, unbeknownst to him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the that, computer you know, one. You can play for, for 10 years on the money that, that you win. So, you know, every year is a new year. Finish this year out strong, and maybe you can take it down next year. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. that's Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Like, Well, look at Stu. Stu was right back relevant 2017, and here he is now again. Going to the pool playoffs, you know it's it's not hard to rebound, and if you're into it, you're into it. But you know if you're not, you're not. So, we'll we'll kind of leave it. We'll leave it there. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Uh, mm-hmm. And when you were in this hot pool with John, how could you look him in the face? Like, weren't the nipple hairs that he has growing down to his fucking <laughs> knees 
the thing that distracted you the most? All right, that's fair. All right, that's fair. Well, you know what, Feldy, you were a fucking kick-ass guest. Yeah, it you was great having you on. Um, Boys, it was a lot of fun. It was worth staying up for. That's for sure. Yeah, and we thank you for that, big time. And uh, yeah, it's been a fun four years, and it's it's sweet that we're starting to get to know each other better. I'm sure the boys that I haven't met you will love the interview. Um, yeah, and I did. I yeah, loved it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, it was great. Boys, I look forward to sharing a Guinness together. Absolutely. All right, sounds good. Okay, Feldy, well, have a good night. Congrats on the kiddo, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take it easy, boys. Thanks for the pod. See ya. Bye. Awesome. Oh, what a gem. Hey. Unreal. Fuck, he's a beauty. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and he, yeah, he was having a great time at uh, Nigel's wedding, just cutting a rug on the dance floor with the rest of us. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, beauty. Well, Ooh. Gord. Well, fuck. Next section. Next segment. I, I guess. Yeah, I'm <laughs> excited because I think this is a permanent section. Um, <laughs> and yesterday when we were pod planning, oh. I, I write my I write my my shit on my phone. And Gord finally got a new phone, and he joined, like, the land of the fucking living. And I said, dude, I can share my note with you so we can both add on to it so you know what's coming up. So this is actually the first ep with Tech Gord. Yeah, this is Tech Gord <laughs> in the building. Yeah, so... I still did bring a piece of computer paper, though. Yeah. Oh, Maddie, I forgot my Hebu coil ring in my truck. <laughs> Shit. And fucking pulls out his plan out of his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just fold it up. Yeah, just fold it up. But uh, you know what's funny? So it's a pretty, it's a good statement. And, uh, you know, the new segment, uh, we talk about it lots. I rag on Maddie lots about it, and I think it's funny. But I do, I do like it. And when he told me the segment name yesterday, <laughs> I laughed because oh, it was it, good. It, well, I don't think you were laughing at the title. I think you were laughing at me. Like, this guy's naming his own segments yeah. in his fucking phone. Oh, so, but without further ado. You can do it. You should I intro it? I want to intro me. it. Without further ado, Maddie Ice's new segment on the pod is... United by unis. Okay, it is a full uni corner of the pod. United by unis. United by unis. And you know what's funny? Each one of the segments that we have, yeah, the other guy has kind of named it. Yeah, that's Would true. You, I didn't think. Yeah, yeah, fuck, that's true. I like, didn't think about that. Like I, I don't. I didn't think of Gord's grinder. I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, and dank stats. I wasn't of, me. I thought of Matt's dank stats. Yeah. We both kind of thought of the no frills. Well, no you were like, how good would it be to have a no namer? And I was like, oh, like fucking President's Choice. And you were like, <laughs> yeah, like no frills. And we're like, oh, bingo. <laughs> yeah. So I thought it was even funnier. When Maddie named his own uni segment. Hey, <laughs> we're always breaking ground on this pod. Why yeah. can't why can't I do yeah, it for myself? Are, and I, I like the unis, man. I like I said, I like the unis. I just like to give you a hard time. Too. Yeah, and obviously it's just my opinion, but you know it brings to light certain things guys might not know about the league, little intricacies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's jump into it. So my my best unis of the week, uh, I picked three. Um, the Houston Texans when they played the Browns wore their color rush unis. Navy blue head to toe with red numbers and white trim around the numbers. Just gorgeous. They're really nice. Uh, I don't mind the Texans unis to begin with, but it just, you know, they're not that much of a change, but I, I, I like them. So that was the first one I noticed. And now, oh, 
I have to say, like, these these unis are gorgeous. The Miami Dolphins throwback uniforms, aqua. Oh, they're oh, sick. Unreal. Everything about them is perfect. They wore their alternates this past week against the Bills. Uh, they should be their full-time uni. I, I absolutely love them. Beautiful striping on the sleeves. Uh, they toss a gray face mask onto their helmet with the old-school Finns logo. Um the dolphin wearing the helmet. Wearing the helmet, you know? <laughs> What's his name in Ace Ventura? Uh, oh, I can't remember. Fuck's sakes, that sucks. Uh, anyways, that that one, um, there's not a single thing I would change about them. The only thing I would change is get the white version mm-hmm. and get them in, get them in, the, uh, in the rotation full time. Um, they are absolutely beautiful, beautiful. And then as an added bonus... On the games that they wear these throwback unis, they paint their end zones in an aqua and orange diamond pattern. Yeah, and it is sick. easily the best looking end zone in the league. Mm-hmm. Easily. I fucking love it. It's aesthetically pleasing to aesthetically me. Aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> the third team I want to give a little prop to is is a little bit of a dig and a little bit of a prop is the Tennessee Titans. Um, I'm not a huge fan of their... Of their recent change that they did this summer, I thought they could they could maybe do a bit more. I think the sword, the whole sword thing is played up. That they got mm-hmm. two tone gray on their pants, two tone gray on their shoulders, two tone gray on their helmets. Like, you know, when I think of the Titans, I think of navy blue, baby blue, white. Yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. Um, but this week, I feel I felt like they wore their best combination of their new unis. So they rolled out uh, the navy blue top. Uh, that to match their navy blue helmets, uh, and then they paired it with their baby blue pants, just a little bit of flair, you know. And then they ended it with a solid blue socks at the end. Um, you know, it was the perfect amount of you know a little pizzazz, a little flair with subtlety. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was nice, um, and it kind of bucks that trend. Everybody's saying, "Oh, that the fucking Titans look like the NFL version of the Argonauts," which they I don't do. disagree with, but. That kind of moves them away from that a little bit. Um, and uh, you know what? This past Thursday, I didn't mind the all blue they wore. So, uh, yeah, Tennessee can do it right. They they just often get it wrong. Um, and then the last section of uh, United by Unis is <laughs> last week on Ep uh, 13, we touched on the My Claws, My Cleats uh, campaign. And uh, I just wanted to highlight a few um, and a couple guys that really killed it. And this isn't. Uh, necessarily from the from the way they looked, but more of the backstory that you find out why these guys chose the organizations they did and why they're supporting it. Um, so my first guy is Calvin Ridley. So his he and his brothers actually grew up in foster care, um, and he chose to give back to the exact foster care facility that Ooh. he grew up in. Uh, it's called the SOS Children's Village. Um, he had, I guess when he first arrived, uh, you know, he was obviously a mess. It's traumatic for a kid at that age. He was in grade three. Um, moved in with his brothers, was put in a room not with his brothers. You know, I don't know what was going on with his mom and stuff. But he's in there, um, and he didn't have an outlet. And that was the first place that he had played, that he started playing football. Mm, that's um, crazy. For him to recognize that and give back. So 100% of the whatever his cleats sell for will go ex- right to that uh, charity, which oh. I think was unreal. Um, another, uh, my my respect for this guy shot through the roof when I read this. Alan Hearns, uh, former Jaguar wide receiver, now uh, Cowboy. He grew up uh, 45 minutes away uh, from Parkland County in Florida. 
Um, and if, if you recall, in 2017, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School uh, was the location of a tragic school shooting where 17 people lost their lives. Um, so when he actually, uh, when he arrived, uh, to the Cowboys, he chose number 17 as a way to honor those 17 victims. Um, so this, this really hit home for him, uh, leading up to this campaign, he actually met with several, uh, victims, families and students who were in the school when, uh, the shooting happened. Um, you know, just major respect for this guy and on his cleats, he had the name of every victim. Yeah, um, that's... That's a class act. It, yeah, that's there. a class act. So hats off to you, Alan Hearns. Uh, you're a beauty. The last guy uh, I want to mention is Carlos Dunlap. Uh, he went with anti-bullying cleats after uh, he learned about an eight-year-old boy named Gabriel Tate uh, from the Cincinnati area who actually and sadly committed suicide due to bullying. Uh, at eight years old, it's fucked. Um, Dunlap uh, wants to provide children with an outlet and a place to talk about issues and bullying uh, it's so prevalent in today's uh, society, and like especially with the whole fucking online platform, it's it's insane. It's insane how it how it gets. Something right we now. never had to deal with. No, never. And I mean, it, I obviously it affects kids a lot, but it's it's yeah. adults, it's everybody. You yeah, know? for sure. Um, so for him to make a stand, that's huge. Uh, and he actually partnered with an author, with a couple authors of a children's book called Mal- uh, Malik, the Difference Maker. Uh, and he's using that to help spread his message along with the cleats and the money he, earn, he earns from there. Um, the aim of the book is uh, to help uh, children learn and apply lessons taught throughout the book uh, and for them to know that there's a safe place where they can go to talk about bullying and that, you know, there's other options out there and, you know, you're loved even though you're, you're getting yeah. shit on and picked on. So those three stood out. There were a lot of really nice-looking cleats, like gorgeous, you know, bright colors, uh, there was a guy on the Bengals that had all gold and just looked real nice. But uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to go with the story on on the my cause my cleats. And I, if I, I don't, I'm not sure, but I think it extends to this week. Um, if it does, I'll try to look for some other uh, other ones. But if it's just one week, uh, props to yeah. the NFL for allowing these guys to have this platform, and props to these guys for choosing charities that are close to home. Mm-hmm. And you know, I could have gone anywhere. Like Dak Prescott went with a, a Salvation Kent- Army. Well, yeah, jumping or, into Or, sorry, the uh, Zeke went with Salvation. Salvation, yeah, Zeke was uh, that one. And, uh, Dak Prescott's mom uh, had cancer, so he went for uh, a cancer organization. Miles um, Garrett went with MS. You know, like, just it allows these guys to, when we hear so much bad shit about an NFL player, mm-hmm. especially in light of things with Kareem Hunt and, you know, all that f- disgusting behavior, it's nice to hear the good guys. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Because, you know, the league might be crooked. They might employ a bunch of fucking, you know, yeah. for lack of a better word, felons. Yeah. I, I, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but like guys that have committed Absolutely. criminal acts. It's nice, to, it's nice to hear about the good guys. So, yeah, that was my, my thinking. And you know what? That was United by Unis. That was dope. Thanks, and, man. And that was good. Thanks. Um, I appreciate it. I fucking love uniforms. Loves so much, friends. and you know what? That was uh, that was good, and you know what? That's a good good kind of letting the letting the pod know that the boys care a little bit too. Yeah, exactly. I th- I think we've had our moments throughout uh, our run here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when we brought up the uh, on Remembrance Day, George Maybe, Kittle and stuff yeah, like that. The military. Yeah. Um. You know, it's it, obviously we like to have fun. We get fucking bombed while we do it. But, oh yeah. You know. Got to give props where props are due. Mm-hmm. That's exactly so. it. Thanks, Gord. I appreciate that. Yeah.
United by Unis. I was stoked on it. I like to fucking bug Matt every time we talk Unis, but I was pretty stoked, so. Yeah, and I find, like, when I actually pick Unis, I, I'm going with a lot of the Color Rush things, but mainly it's because they're different, and yeah, I can I can say, like, if I like them or not. Mm. Uh, Tampa Bay wore their all reds, which I don't mind, but... I'm trying to convince the Flyers right now to get third unis. Oh, God. Okay, let's talk about unis. Okay, As so a guy have, that loves unis, this pains we, me. We have two uni sets right now, Cougar, the Cougar Collision Flyers. we got orange unis and we got white unis. They're they're the current Philly Flyer yeah. ones, like the nice ones with the, you know, we don't have name bars, but they're they're yeah, they're, they're, nice. they're sick. And orange, orange are the best. So I want to get some black unis, but instead of being the Cougar Flyers... I want to be the flying cougars and have like a cougar with fucking wings on the jersey as the logo and have them all black with just an orange stripe on the arm. I think they'd be sick. Gord legit had a conversation with Robbie from the QMP and a couple other guys in the dressing room sober about this. And they were all like, yeah, that sounds sick. That sounds sick. I'm like, Maddie, what do you think? You would draw the logo. And I'm like, like a a cat, like an aggressive <laughs> Predatory cat with wings. Cat with wings. <sighs> like I think we would. Be sick. I don't know. We'd be ridiculed. And uh, like, would would we get sick of that after? Well, that's why they'd be our our alternates. We wouldn't wear them that often. I think uh, if we roll the current Philly Flyer black alternates, like if those are the ones we get, it would soften the blow. I like those ones a lot. Yeah, that's what it would be. Just with a flying cat. Flying cat. Yeah, we were thinking about. You know, obviously, you guys wouldn't stop talking about it. So, I. Tossed in my two cents, you yeah. know, <laughs> being a uni guy. Uh, and I was like, oh, fuck, you could even incorporate, like, the, uh, like, alter it a bit. But, like, the same idea as the Florida Panthers logo, where it's jumping out at you, and then the wings are in the background. And it kind of makes, like, a V. Um, a V shape <laughs> or an upside-down triangle shape, you know. And, and Gord was like, well, <laughs> why don't we do this logo? And basically just described the massive back tattoo he had <laughs> he's like no like uh, a cougar like this way and we're like oh okay and he's like and it's like looking back and i was yeah. like in my mind i was like fuck i see that in the shower every fucking week man like i know you just want your tattoo on a jersey no i didn't want my tattoo on a jersey i don't have any cats with wings <laughs> but anyway <laughs> cats with wings let us know what you think fuck yeah. send it into the text and answer next week yay or nay yay or nay we'll do a twitter poll yeah for um, our five listeners or five followers. Um, <laughs> Twitter's so, dead. Yeah, Twitter's <laughs> dead. What do we got next? Were we gonna? T- were we gonna well, do Car- Carter's corner? I get a. I get a new segment. You get a new oh, segment. Okay. Of course. Yeah. Of course. That's the way it is. This has been a segment without a name, basically. It has been. Yeah. Mm. And actually, Stu came up with the name, but we're just gonna touch. This is gonna be my Carter's corner for the week. Why not? And it's talking about James Connor. This get one's gonna be. It's gonna be. Small, but owners are scared right now. Initially, the report came out. uh, It was just a contusion. And so we're like, oh, whatever. Fuck. Kid will play next week. Next thing it comes out, guy's got a high ankle sprain. That's bad. How do you predict the length of recovery on those? Those are are tough. Two for sure. He's going to be out two for sure. And guys that are going into the playoffs right now, fucking nervous. Yeah, I, I I mean, the flip I side, I, yeah, I, but then on the flip side, like, I would argue, like, you knew this when you drafted Connor. You knew that it had a shelf life. You just thought it was going to be a different way. So, if if you draft Connor, you should have a contingency plan. 
And if I it costs you, <laughs> if it costs you forty three bucks, then you get it. But you know, yeah. you know, Connor, you if you take a poll of guys at the beginning of the year, not fucking one of them. Uh, for sure in our league, that's why he went in the 10th, thought he was going to last longer than, Two you weeks. know, five, four or five weeks yeah. tops, right? Two weeks maybe, like, oh, I'll sit out against the Browns week one and then he'll come back, you know? Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, but Connor know. fucking killed it, all, obviously. Um, Put so, up crazy numbers. Yeah. So, uh, just quit Connor's corner. Yeah, don't mind that. Don't mind that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're getting into back into the regular programming, because considering our our pod got kind of jumbled oh yeah flexible um, thinkers buddy yeah, flexible thinkers you gotta be on your toes free spirit bro <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going with uh no namer yeah that's right all right no frills no namer um this guy had a great week last week he's filling in for the bread man we talked about him earlier mm-hmm. jeff wilson jr um running back obviously for the san francisco 49ers taking taking full advantage of the breed injury and Alfred Morris isn't ever going to be the fucking guy anymore. No. He's a dinosaur. Yeah. So, he had a great week last week. Uh, 15 rush attempts, 61 rush yards, 9 targets, 8 receptions, 73 receiving yards, but Mm. he had a fumble lost. Hmm. Um, And he was a no-namer at the time, but he just went for 40 bucks on the wire. Jeff Wilson (laughs) Jr. Jeff Jackie Wilson Jr. Jeff Jackie Wilson Jr. got 11.4 points. Double J like Jeff Jarrett. Former wrestler, break a break a guitar over your head. Mm-hmm. Yoo-hoo, baby! All right, Je- uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. Jeff Wilson Jr. He was the No Frills No Namer of the week. Proud member of the Valley View Vices now. <sighs> yeah, he's on the Vices. Good pick. I don't mind that one bit. Um, all right, dank stats. Like I mentioned before, uh, it's been a good week for stats. It has been. You know, like between between like introducing a uniform segment. And Gord saying, hey, what do you feel about going with Selena Gomez this week? And just like, <laughs> and then having all these dank stats, I've just been fucking polishing my knob nonstop to this. Oh, yeah. The thought of this app, you know, like ugh, all my favorite things wrapped up together. Hence myself video. Good Lord. Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I feel like, you know, this BFB, we talk football, but you also get to know us personally. Oh, yeah. And uh, when. Take a little peek inside. Yeah, take a peek inside. You know, we talk. Talk a bit about Miley. Um, and on uh, Bacon's first visit uh, for his inaugural Bacon Bits segment, uh, he mentioned Olivia Munn. And I said, she's definitely in my top five. I can safely say that Selena is also in my top five. Oh, my absolutely. goal by the end of this uh, pod this season is for, you, for the listeners to know my full roster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, top five. Maybe, you know. Yeah, top five, top five, top five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, anyways, let's jump into it. Um, Tyreek Hill is on pace for 94 catches. He's averaging 17 yards per reception. Here's the list of players that have caught at least 90 passes and averaged 16 yards per catch over the past 15 seasons. You ready, Gordon? I'm ready. Calvin Johnson, 2011. Calvin Johnson, 2012. <laughs> That's it. Megatron. That's it. Hmm. So Tyreek balling. He is balling. Balling. Um, another interesting stat in, uh, speaking of another stud wide receiver, Larry Fitzgerald, get this stat. Like, let the, listen to this. Has more tackles in his career than he does dropped balls. He has 37 tackles over his 15-year NFL career and 29 drops. How? 
Because he's just fucking not human. Like, yeah. he's just insane. The legend. Oh, Larry Legend. Oh, that's um, that's insane. As for an offensive player to have more tackles and drops? Fucking yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, staying with those wide receivers. Uh, the first uh, wide receiver in NFL history to have consecutive 1,000-yard seasons with three different teams is Brandon Cooks. Ooh. So he did it with, obviously, New Orleans one year in New England. And he just accomplished that feat with the, uh, Rams. with the Rams. So that's you know, and he's been he's been a stud for Stu as the season's gone on. Pretty reliable, you know. Uh, all being said, he's in one of the best offenses in the league. True. Um, OBJ can't get off the wide receiver train because there's just so many stats this week, boys. <laughs> OBJ is the first player to have multiple games in a season with a pass and a reception TD since Eddie Kaw. And Benny Boynton, who each did so for the Buffalo Bisons in 1924. <laughs> what? How Man, does that even make sense? How does that make sense? Like, fuck. Multiple pass TDs and multiple receptions in one season. Your boy is a fucking stud, man. He's balling. He is the first non-quarterback with multiple pass TDs in a season since Antoine Randall L. did it in 2010. He has more pass TDs with an air distance of 45-plus yards a season than Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and Andrew Luck, among others, according to NFL Next Gen stats. Patty Mahomes. 40-yard TD passes this season for the Giants. OBJ, two. Eli, zero. Oh, he man. He is everything. And He's an to, athlete. To think you guys were thinking about, you know, there's rumors about him moving. Obviously, it's not going to happen. Nobody, no, no. Hey. Yeah, grumblings in the media. And in Cleveland. <laughs> okay. Come join your boy Juice. No, he's we not create the LSU anywhere. magic. Yeah, so anyways. Crazy. This one's uh, this one's okay. I've debated booting it, but it's kind of neat. Sam Coke, punter for the uh, Baltimore Ravens, ran yet another successful fake punt. In his career, he's now 5 for 5. And Ooh. I just left it in because, you, know, you know, punters are people too. Punters are people too. You gotta care about Kickers them. matter. Um... Over his uh, 19-year NFL career, Tom Brady is now averaging 53 yards rushing per season. 25 running backs currently average more than that per game. And 3.77 yards per game, 36 running backs currently average more than that per carry. Is perhaps the most stunning testament to his longevity that he's hit 1,000 yards finally in his career. Yeah. Which, is, which is wild. Uh, speaking of Tom... Most games played to reach a thousand career rush yards. It took him 265. The guy in second, 161. <laughs> YA Tittle. Y. Matt Ryan, it took him 156. John Haddle, old school player, 152. And Jim Kelly, uh, 152 as well. Um, talking about quarterbacks, we cannot not talk about Mahomes. The, the more I think about it, there's no question. No. He is the MVP he of the season. And I, I know Breeze needs to get love. I know Aaron Donald's going insane on defense. But, man. Phil Rivers. Listen to these numbers. So, Patrick Mahomes, going into this weekend, has had, uh, what is it here, 40, 41 pass TDs. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady have 41 pass TDs combined this season, which is just nuts. Uh, he's just setting record after record. Uh, here's another one. Um, Pat Mahomes, you fucking beauty. Uh, becomes the youngest, the youngest uh, player to throw 40 touchdowns in a season at 23 years old. 
Moving along. And it just keeps getting crazier with this guy. He, they got a stud. It's, it's to, like, and you think about who went before men. Whew. Games with four TD passes since 2007, or 2004. Patrick Mahomes has seven of those. Obviously, he's only been playing for a year and a bit. So since 2004, four TD passes. He's, he has seven. The Buffalo Bills have seven. Carolina Panthers have seven. Chicago has seven. Tennessee has seven. Uh, Cleveland has six. Arizona has six. Miami has five. LA has five. Baltimore, four. Jets, three. And San Francisco only has one. Since 2004. That's 15 fucking years ago. And this guy's doing it in one season. It just, it, it, for me, it's without question. He is the NFL MVP. The Chargers and Steelers game. Uh, was pretty interesting. The Steelers have not blown a 16-point lead, uh, lead sorry, since November 8, 1981 against the Seahawks, in which uh, they led by 18. Pittsburgh has never blown a 16-point lead at home in franchise history, so that was a first. Going into the game, they were 174-0-1 at home with at least a 16-point lead. It was also Phillip Rivers' seventh cup. My boy. <laughs> Former boy. <laughs> it was also Philip Rivers' seventh comeback win after trailing by 16-plus points. That ties him with Peyton Manning for the most in NFL history. Crazy. The Carolina um, Panthers lost a big one to the Tampa Bay Bucks this past Sunday, which increases their losing streak to four games. Uh, Cam Newton threw four picks this past Sunday, and Andrew Adams, safety for the Bucks, nabbed three of those INTs. The second-year safety had previously only had one in his career, which is pretty impressive. Congrats to the young young buck, mm-hmm. literally and figuratively. Um, <laughs> and Aaron Donald, this guy's insane. Um, he's racked up 84 total pressures uh, in 2018. The next defender in the NFL this season has 65. Only one defensive player had more than 84 in 2017. And it was Aaron Donald. (laughs) (laughs) Breaking his own record. Yeah, just a fucking beauty. Um, And maybe, maybe the, not the draft pick of the year, but up there, Adrian Peterson. How can we not talk about him? You got to talk about him. Oh, the old man. What is he? 30, he's 36? 33. 33. He obviously is. pretty old for running. Yeah, huge. Um, He, that run pushed him now to fifth all time in rush TDs, um, and that was his career long at 90 yards. He's the oldest player in NFL history to have a 90-plus yard run TD. He also had the fastest run posted in Week 13 of any NFL player. Um, His 90-yard run topped out at 20.84 miles per hour. And insanely, Gord, you found this one. You got to say that one. Um, It's crazy. (laughs) What? He gets the... Right there. Oh, Hits a 90-yard run, yeah. tops out 20 miles an hour, but after that, didn't even top a 100-yard rush. Yeah. 90-yard run and you don't break a hundo. You don't break a hundred. <laughs> he had 98, total, 98 yards on the day. Mm. And in a game they, where you have Mark Sanchez, yeah. why are they Speak not on shoveling it. him the ball? Do you remember, what was, did you tell me how many carries he had after? He had eight carries. And getting stuffed because they're they're double sacking the box on him. Yeah, of obviously, course. but I mean, you got to keep feeding him. 
you can't you can't trust Mark Sanchez has had a cup of coffee right now in the Redskins fucking organization. Oh. And they're trusting him to sling the ball because they're down. One of the best things I saw on the internet about uh, Mark Sanchez, obviously everybody's focusing on the butt fumble, but there is a there is a post. Obviously, he's played for three out of the four NFC East teams at this point. The Skins now. Yeah. Oh, get it together, man. The Skins now. Um, Dallas, obviously, and Philly, and it just said underneath like New York Giants question mark, and it just had a picture of. Eli, you know, looking stunned as Sad. usual. Sad Eli looking like uh, a lost kid in a grocery store without his parents, you know? <laughs> uh, so well, who knows? Maybe that's something you can look forward to. Oh, yeah. yeah but yeah. Um, and one more thing about AP. Um, he recorded his 16th career 50-yard rush TD. 50-yard or more rush TD, mm-hmm. um, which broke uh, Barry Sanders' record for the most in NFL history. So He's a Hall of Famer. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, obviously, he had his issues with uh, yeah how he handled his parenting, um, you know. But the numbers don't lie, and if they keep OJ Simpson in the fucking hall, hope. Oh. Yeah, look at me adding an OJ reference in. Oh Woo. man, I was waiting to add my OJ <laughs> reference. I had it locked up for this game or this pod. Oh, if we, if we go two in an app, I don't know. We might get our uh, pod well, license revoked because we hadn't talked. I mean. Uh, or no, you were probably going to hit on, on this stat next, which is Derek Henry. Yeah. As a bonus for the week. So it's not a week 13 stat, but can't, can't go a pod without mentioning it. That was insane. Uh, absolutely nuts. Ran for 238 on 17 attempts and four touchdowns. Basically only played the first three quarters, took himself out. And when asked about it, he said, it's a team game. I wanted my guy to get, uh, his touches too. Um, you know, the biggest run of the night was obviously the 99-yarder that's been replayed nonstop since it happened. It's only three the sec- stiff arms. Three stiff arms. Guys are – it's being compared to Beastquake. Where do you rank it that's compared one of to the Beastquake? Best, that's one of the best runs I've ever seen. It's the whole football field. It is And he fucking stiff arms three guys. Yeah. When's the last time you saw a guy do that? Yeah. But, like, would you put it ahead of uh, Marshawn against uh, the Saints? It's up there. My immediate reaction was no. Yeah. Because I, I feel I like in my personal, you know, rankings and shit, that, that beast mode is yeah. top shelf, you know? Top shelf like tone. Um But that was a pretty but fuck, good run. You look at it and I've been watching replay after replay. He finds the he hits the hole hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got unbelievable blocking on the line. Hits the hole hard. Uh, AJ Boye isn't a backup man. No, and he threw him like a goddamn rag doll. Yeah. And then it just looked like as he kept going, I, I think it was a rookie. He pushed off next, and then Miles Jack was his final one. You could almost see the will of the Jaguars just crumbling Depleting. right in front of you. Depleting. It was it was insane. You know, you weren't stopping him. That was a grown man run. So I don't know where I rank it yet, but it's the more I think about it, it's fucking climbing. 58 or something like that. 51. I don't know how many fantasy points. Yeah, it was, it broke 50. Nobody's starting them. Which is crazy. Yeah, and of course, Shane's on his bye. Hasn't started him all year. Oh, sweet timing. Hey, Derek, but fuck, good for him. Yeah, so I was going to say this guy's rushing 239 yards. Who does he think he is, OJ? (laughs) 
Oh, but you beat me to it, man. You could fucking say that about, uh, compare him to Cream Hunt, too. No. Oh, no. Well, you went there. I you know. you brought me there, <laughs> fucker. Okay, uh, and obviously that was, uh, it's been widely spread. That was uh, the second time in NFL history that uh, a running back has gone a full 99. Uh, the first time was on a Monday nighter. Tony Dorsett playing for the Dallas Cowboys did it against Minnesota. And uh, the I looked up that Tony Dorsett run. They're in the huddle in the end zone. And they originally called a play for the fullback to run it. Oh. But the fullback misheard or didn't understand and ran off the field. So they, they the Dallas Cowboys lined up with 10 guys. And oh, the, one of the main running back blockers not there. He legit left. And Tony Dorsett just gashed him and took him, took it all away, which is nice. which is in, in pretty fucking impressive. Like he didn't, you know, didn't have the aggressiveness of yeah. Derrick Henry's, but man, the finesse is beautiful. Didn't call him for an illegal formation. I think you can line up in a formation without a guy in that spot. Yeah, maybe as long as it's a as as it's a confirmed formation, that's okay, mm-hmm. right? Um, so yeah, I had to toss that in. Derrick Henry. Ugh, grown man. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to say. Yeah, absolutely. and that was the dank stats for this week. Oh, great! As always. Yeah, throat is raw. <laughs> I know. Matt had to do a lot of talking. Well, yeah, let me let me sit back here. <laughs> what do we got next, Gordo? Well, we got Gord's grinder. Mm-hmm. Problem with my my segments is they're not that long. I'm just, but you know what? It's okay. Well, Give you a little break. My segments could be not very long too. It's just I I research and put. Oh, put time into that's it. The difference. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like if I printed this note on my phone, it definitely wouldn't fit on two sides of computer paper. <laughs> oh well. So yeah. it's not your segments that are short; it's well, you. But it works. Uh, we'll give you yeah. a little break. Hey, it works. It yeah. works, right? Uh, it's it's I, us, the BFB. It's I bigger know. than both of us, than and us. we both love it dearly. Oh yeah. No, we're just joking around. Mm. Anyway, got Gord's grinder. Woo! Coming up. And <laughs> this one is funny because you know what? There weren't, honestly, I was having a real hard time finding guys this week that had a good game with no tutty. Okay, and, yeah. And lots of guys, you know, had mediocre weeks, but they all usually found pay dirt. Mm-hmm. So I'm tying into a previous segment that I thought we might take off, but it's Matt's Irrational Hates. Ooh! And I'm going with Gord's grinder this week is Justin Tucker. Oh, fuck off. Are you kidding? Oh, that fucking... Okay. He got 17 points from the kicker, which is fucking legit. He kicked one field goal uh, between 20 and 29. He kicked three between 40 and 49 yards away. And he got two two fucking pats. So... That's a grinder day. I get. Oh God, I don't. Ugh. Gotta give it to him, man. No, he's a good kicker. Mm, he's a good kicker. Like I'm sure he did a fucking dance or a celebration after every one of his kicks. Probably just one. Whatever. I don't know. Justin Tucker. You disgust me. <laughs> not a not a fan. Never. 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 Oh, but yeah, that was mm. Gord's grinder. Well, um. It's time that our producer takes center stage here. Mm. Uh. We'll we'll let him have a little bit of a, a little bit of a limelight here. That was much much uh, <coughs> smoother than last week. Thanks, Ted. 
we we had a talk. We wanted to make sure it was smooth. Um, but here it is, the uh, Teddy Toking Tip of the Week. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh man, yeah, I haven't shared this with Gord because oh, it's just it's just a good one. And like Teddy's Teddy's been putting a lot of effort into here. Um, so here it is. Ever had a problem with your bud burning too quickly, no matter which papers or blunts you try? Not sure how to stop your J from that dreaded canoeing effect? It's time to head to the kitchen, buckaroo, and reach for the honey jar. <laughs> try applying a small amount of honey on the outside of the joint, and you will notice a slow burn that now tastes slightly sweeter. <coughs> Not only will you be lifted, but you will now have a great conversation piece when socializing at parties and other local events. Who knows? Maybe I'll attract some new bees to your hive. <laughs> there you Teddy. go. Man, have you oh, ever heard about that? The man, the myth, the legend. The legend. Teddy yeah. Bongwater <laughs> comes through with the hot, juicy. <laughs> Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah, you know what? When he when he, we were talking about it yesterday over dinner, uh, I same. I uh, it's brand new to me. I'm excited to actually try it. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I usually just spit on it or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you tune in just now, we're not. You know, yeah. that could be taken. <laughs> oh, whatever. The joys. Yeah. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, You're a fucking Teddy. gem. Oh, that was a beauty. That was unreal. Mm-hmm. It's I, you know what I'm really happy that Ted gets his segment. Yeah, me he too. Gets his time in the sun. Me too. Um, what are we doing? The fearless. The fearless. Here we go. All right, all right. I'll jump in. Uh, last week I had QB and tight end. Um, yeah. Rusted well, but he did not match what I kind of thought he would do. So uh, I predicted he had 322 yards through the air, three TDs, 56 on the ground, and a rush TD. Um, he actually still had a really nice day. Oh, yeah. Um, he had 184 yards through the air, four tutties through the air, 14 rush yards, and 24.8 fantasy points. Ooh. <laughs> Just burp. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sure they heard. They my, don't need the explanation. My tight end. <laughs> my tight end, I blew it. Yeah. Hard. And I, it's my love for white tight ends <laughs> kind of got me here. Yeah. But uh, I went Cameron Brait. I thought he was going to have 94 yards and a tutty. He had three receptions, 36 yards <laughs> for 3.6 points. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, man. Yeah. yeah. It happens, right? Uh, it does, man. It does. I mean, the fearless, uh, they miss, man, and, and I miss. Um, but, oh, well, I'm back. It's- well, maybe not quite back. I'm more of a... You are one pathetic loser. <laughs> but you can rebound, right? Yeah, I'm back. Baby. Yeah, back. Baby. <laughs> you know, and uh, there's something we said that uh, the hangovers, the warm Mexican air, the probably drinking a little bit of pool water. Yeah. You know, you're, you don't know where you are. Just guzzle it down. That, that Mexico trip might have had a factor. El Huncho. El Huncho, man. He had a rough week. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm back, man. Yeah. You're always back. Nothing and holds you one, down, man. This one's going to make you laugh, man. Um, okay. Because 
I'm going with my running back fearless of the week. So this week I had running back and wide receiver. I'm going with Peyton Barber. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> First New Orleans. I just can't quit you. <laughs> I just can't quit you. Holy fuck, really? I, yeah. After all that guy's put yeah. you through, the embarrassment. After all he's put me through. The I, wasted fifth rounder. Because uh, it was. It was. Totally wasted. <laughs> I think he's going to have a good week for the replacements and John. Mm. Um, I think he's going to have 12 rush attempts, 82 yards, two rush tutties, and 48 receiving yards. I think he's going to have a good game. It's going to be a shootout. And they've been leaning on him in the red zone lately. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you know what? We dog you for it, but... John's now uh, now his manager, and um, he's been stepping it up the last yeah, few weeks. He he's he's he kind of uh, he's kind of a, a Joe Mixon, I would feel right yeah, now. He yeah, gets exactly. you ten. He yeah. gets you ten. Gets you eleven, maybe twelve. Perfect. The odd week gets you more. Yeah. So I think he's gonna have a good week. Nice. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> sorry. Wide receiver is yeah. your boy. Ooh, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Versus the Finns. Really? Yeah. I think he's going to have a great week. Um, I would I, love that. I think they're going to be slinging it. I think he's going to have 112 yards through the air and one tutty. Man, that'd be that'd be really nice. You know, I, as a Josh Gordon owner and a fan, um, he's been extremely touchdown he's, dependent since he got to New England. And he's talking about how good his relationship's getting with Brady. Yeah, they put his locker right beside Brady in the dressing room. Um, yeah, I, I want him to do well. I just... They're just... <laughs> the Patriots love their um, their running back checkdowns, <laughs> their screens, and then uh, you know they still use Gronk as a downfield weapon, obviously. Yeah. And Edelman. Then you got yeah, you still have Mouse Feet and Edelman, Edelman, Bean, and Chris Hogan. So if you could get a more prominent role, I'd I'd love to trust him more. Um, yeah. I'm Dang, going for okay, him. sick. I, I dig that. Yeah. Actually, there was a clip that just came out today of. Uh, uh, the last Patriots game, and in the middle of the play, Tom Brady hikes the ball, and he goes runs a play action to Deion Lewis, and as he runs by him, he, he says, "Audibles he, it." Yeah, he says, "Check down!" Like he just yells it at him because he he just and on the fly mm-hmm. he tosses it, check down, quick, easy, seven yard gain. Yeah, you know, Patriots are gonna Patriot, right? Mm-hmm. Browns are gonna Browns. <laughs> <laughs> Giants are gonna Giants. <laughs> yeah. But Sweet. Yeah, that's my fearless for the week. Let's go, JG. I'll smoke one down for you, buddy. Um, Tank cast. Uh, last week, I said that Corey Davis uh, against the Jets would only get two catches for under 25 yards, no touchdown. Well, it was kind of close, except for the, the end of the game. He had three catches for 42 yards, and he did get a touchdown, and it came right at the end mm. uh, to put the uh, Titans ahead and uh, ultimately got them the victory. Um, he scored 11 points, so I'll take the L on that one for sure. Last week, I also said at running back Tevin Coleman against the Baltimore Ravens D would only have 41 rush yards, no touchdown. And I was being generous. This guy actually got eight rush yards, no touchdowns. Uh, he, I crushed it. What a putrid week mm-hmm. for you, Coleman. Uh, scored a pitiful 1.1 points. Didn't start him? No. No. Didn't start him. You knew. Yeah, I knew. Or just... you. It was that way, and then you got fucking just schmammered for a week in Mexico, and <laughs> now you you can claim genius where it was just no. I knew, I knew. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you know, if you have, if you're cognizant enough to phone back home for it's a true. guest appearance, I, I, I don't doubt that. it. I'm, I shouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
you gotta wake up sometime. You, exactly. you can't go hard all for seven straight days. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, oh, I did. Yeah, raspy Randy yesterday raspy couldn't Randy. record. Yeah. Okay, this week at quarterback, maybe it's low hanging fruit. Or no, no, no. My tight end is definitely low hanging fruit. <laughs> Call me out on it. I don't give a shit. I just like to get shit right because I've never, I've never right in this segment. My quarterback is Matt Ryan. He's coming off a brutal week where he failed to get ten fantasy points. We touched on it earlier. He now has a tougher test than most people think taking on the Packers D. They're only allowing 224 yards average to opposing quarterbacks. They've allowed the 10th fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, and I think their young DBs, Jair Alexander, uh, Kevin King, uh, uh, will get the better of Matty Ice this week. I predict he will have under 210 passing yards, one touchdown, and throw two picks. Mm. At tight end, uh, this guy, what happened, man? Jimmy Graham. Yeah. He's far from the dominant force he once was in this league. In fact, he's failed to get over five fantasy points in four straight weeks. He looks just disinterested out there uh, on the field. And even though he was targeted 11 times last week, I would avoid putting him in your lineup. I predict he will score less than four fantasy points, get two catches for under 20 yards. Definitely no touchdowns. Um, I saw a recent video of him and it was run blocking and pass blocking and Honestly, the effort was pitiful. Yeah. He just he just looks so out of it. Like, not... You know, you're playing with Aaron Rodgers. Man, the guy's spent his career playing with studs. Yeah, absolutely. Studs. Russ, Drew, and now uh, Rodgers. How Played can you not game, get up man. for those games, you know? He's bad. He can't take his seaplane to work anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? But, like, I don't know. Especially, like, that Packers situation. They're, they're starting so many young or rookie wide receivers. You've got an opportunity. Step up. Be the vet. I don't know. It's just been a tough year for him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cool. Well, that was the tank cast for this episode. Um, What do you got next? Buds and duds? Oh, yeah. All right. I'll, should I jump into the duds? Please do, bud. Oh, man. I'm gripping myself on these duds twice. Man, (laughs) you only get respect doing that stuff, man. it's humility. But my QB dud of the week... Like we said, it's bigger than us. We can't... It's bigger than us. It's not personal interest. QB dud of the week is Kirk Cousins. And he's been inconsistent all year. um, And he's been underperforming, I would say, all year. Yeah. Uh, (sighs) That fucking burns my fucking grits, man. Because he had his best day of the year a week before against me, <laughs> and that gave you the bye in the yeah, A-pool playoffs. Like, if he has the week that he just did... I know. I was done. Way closer. I was done. Man, um, fuck you, Kirk. But yeah. Chris, 200, whatever your name is. 201 pass yards. Uh, he had one pass CD and two interceptions. He only had 10 points. Mm. So, tough one. couple big names having tough weeks. Yeah. Um, my running back of the week... Is actually not the guy, but it's the owner. Ooh. <laughs> Taking a dig at Andy. Okay. For starting yep. Alex Collins. Yeah. A guy who's been on the IR two weeks in a row. Yeah. Well, he was out two weeks in a row. They officially placed him this past oh. week on his third week. But, yeah, he wasn't playing. So, that was just a little joke one for the RB. Yeah. We've, uh, we've touched on that enough. I don't think we need to no. bring it up again. No. Um, yeah, I didn't mind it one bit, though. Why? <laughs> wide receiver dud. <laughs> Is uh, a guy who I've never had faith in, and that's Julio Jones. He had never eight. had faith in Julio. I is I, it because he doesn't get the touchdowns? I don't is know. that it? Yeah, just never, never would be a guy I would draft. Hmm. Anyway, interesting. He had eight targets last game, two receptions, eighteen yards, 
for 1.8 points. Yeah. That's it, a dud week. Yeah, and I think his And first, that's a superstar dud week. That's not me picking yeah. fucking third strings. Yeah, we listen to we listen to the to the boys and the girls that listen, and they let us know. Yeah. I think uh, with Julio, his first two touchdowns this season came as screen passes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's, I don't know. Weird way, to, weird, weird way to use that yeah. uh, that player. And uh, tight end, also a guy I rostered this week. Ooh, <laughs> I like this. Keep going. <laughs> Gerald or Gerald? Is it Gerald? I'm going to let you take the reins on that and then comment after. It's probably probably Gerald Everett. You, yeah, that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're on the quiz with John again. <laughs> he had a shit week. CJ Beathard? CJ Beathard. I thought... I thought Geraldo Everett, Garrett? I thought Everett was going to have a good week, but uh, he only had three targets, one reception for seven yards, and point seven points. And my other tight end, Trey Burton on the bench, got me zero points. So mm-hmm. I picked the best one. <laughs> why, um, why do you still have Trey Burton? Can you can you, know, uh, can you let us know? I'm spite keeping him. Spite keeping. Yeah. So it's just like you don't want to deal with the. Uh, is it spite towards yourself, or you just don't want to hear the chirps from the rest of the league? I can take the chirps. I uh, just, yeah. I'm spite keeping him. That's true. You can take the chirps. Yeah. I'd I'd almost argue, in fact, that you take them better than anybody else. Well, well because I get lots. You get a lot. You, John gets a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, but I, I think John only picks up on half of them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, yeah. I think it's hilarious. Your yours have been um, much more aggressive. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever forget oh, Nigel's vicious oh, attack. Yeah. Anyways, unruly. Yeah, duds of the week. Thanks, Gordo. <laughs> Jumping into the uh, buds. You know, it's it's hard with this section. I don't want to keep going to the same guy, but at quarterback I had I had to pick Patrick Mahomes again. Yeah. And the guy, he's he occupies a permanent spot on this list, it feels like. He legit beat every other quarterback in fantasy by nine points in our league this year. Or this week, sorry. Uh he threw for another four touchdowns, ho hum, you know. Yeah, just another game. Uh two hundred and ninety-five pass yards, fifty-two rush yards, got thirty-three points for Stu. Oh, I'm scared. Yeah, I'm scared of Pat. And it's not, if if Stu doesn't like the matchup, he could t- toss in Andrew Luck. Yeah, that's you true. know who's been mostly awesome. Uh, at wide receiver, you know what? At wide receiver and running back, I picked from the same team in our in our in our league, and I'm happy to do it because this guy's had a bit of a tough year, management wise, player wise. He's had a few gems pop out, like Adrian Peterson. Um, but you know, it just does, it hasn't come together for him. And I think mm-hmm. his, he's put his, he's put the effort in. He continues to put the effort in. Um, so Scott, I picked wide receiver Antonio Brown from your team. He had 154 yards receiving and a touchdown. He's been money this season, uh, overall. Uh, and this past week was no different. Business is indeed booming. Mm-hmm. 84, find him 25 fantasy points at running back. Scott's other boy, his gem. Philip Lindsay scored a massive 31 points this past week, ran for 157 yards, found Pater twice, and just destroyed that Bengals D one week after uh, and, uh, Nick Chubb did it. I just yeah. love watching that. John Elway recently came out and said he wished he had 53 players on his roster like Philip Lindsay. That is a huge compliment and high praise coming from a Hall of Famer. Um, so, And like we said, he wears number three. Like, Good for him. 
Good yeah. for him. Uh, at tight end, again, this guy's just such a benefa- uh, beneficiary. Benef- beneficiary. Beneficiary. He gets helped out <laughs> <laughs> by uh, the quarterback he plays with and the offensive offensive system he's in. But Travis Kelsey, uh, yet another guy who lives in the bud segment. Kelsey scored 30 big fantasy points while scorching the Oakland D. 168 yards receiving two touchdowns. Would have been even better, but he uh, lost a fumble. Yeah. Um, and those are the buds of the week. Yeah. Well, what are we doing? Jumping into uh, matchups last week and then 40L? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it quickly. Last week of the regular season, not a lot of implications on playoffs. Uh, we knew it was coming up. Um, yeah, so I took on uh, uh, the Wayward Suns last week. Uh, ended up beating them 92, I believe, or 90 to 60, 60 something or other. Uh, Andrew, of course, didn't set uh, an appropriate lineup. Uh, 92 to 60 was the final score. I finished overall at eight and five in fifth overall in fifth place in our in our entire league. And Andrew one and twelve, dead last. Dead last. Um, the hard hats beat the replacements last week. Not a great week for either of us. I mean, I only scored 91 points, uh, but he only scored 81. Yeah. Uh, ended up with a win, which is great. Puts me into the uh, first round bye. Yeah, and, and real and nice cat- for you. Catapulted me into second. Um, Congrats on that. That's huge. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, Yeah. appreciate it. Um, Highest I've ever finished in the regular season, so pretty stoked on that. Uh, Just going to add to the disappointment in the end. Yeah, just going (laughs) to add to the disappointment in the end. And the replacements, uh, they're sitting in 11th. Um, Yeah, so. Destined for the Gregor. Destined. Yeah. Uh, The cat guy, peaking at the right time. His running backs are insane with McCaffrey and Aaron Jones. Uh, He crushed Feldy. Uh, 139 to 80. He finishes, uh, Cat Guy finishes 8 and 5. Third overall, he's going to take on the Harrison Butt Kickers and Nigel in the A pool quarters. And Feldman, of course, finishes 8th at 6 and 7 and earns a bye in the B pool, thus avoiding the Gregor. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, I think we talked about it earlier, but this team is turning on at the right time. Yeah, and that's East Lake Scoundrels. Yeah, they have. Uh, Scotty's team's been doing well. Um, they won last week against Harrison Buckkickers, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, one hundred nineteen forty-four to eighty-one seventy-four. And Scoundrels had a great week. Like we said, Antonio Brown had an awesome week. Philip Lindsay was a, a butt of the week, mm-hmm. um, and they got the win. Yeah, East Lake Scoundrels sitting at ninth, um, and the Harrison Buckkickers squeaked into the A pool in sixth. Yeah, and taking on the Cats, as we mentioned, Eastlake Scoundrels take on uh, the Le'Veon, my wayward sons, with their ninth overall finish at 5-8. and eight. Uh, Moving along, the battle for first overall in the league came down to Breezy Taught Me and the Sweatpant Boners, divisional rivals, divisional foes, um, and in maybe a less high-scoring game than anticipated, the Breezies walked away with a 97-90 to 90 victory, Moving their team to ten and three, first overall, buying the A pool, looking like a fucking wagon mm-hmm. going into uh, the postseason. Yeah, absolutely. the sweatpants costly loss uh, puts him into fourth place because he was not a division winner, even though he had a better record than and division me. record. Yeah, yeah, and Kellen. Uh, yeah, and Kel. So you know it's a hot button issue, I guess, with some guys. I love it. I think I it's like fine. It. Yeah. Um, and it, it sucks because like now I gotta play him. He's nine and four. He's fourth overall. I'm eight and five. 
Um, but Stu's got Mahomes. He's got he's got a good team. He's got weapons, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm not going to lie. Um, next up, we had the Value Vices. Broke the streak. Broke the streak. Broke Way the, to go, Johnny. Broke the losing streak. Uh, they beat Julio Think You Are I Am. And Valley Vices had 73 points, and Julio Think You Are I Am had 45. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking right. Which is dismal. It's D- pitiful. It's not. And that's brutal. You know, we were talking about records earlier, um, but we'll, we'll touch on the lowest score record. It was pretty close. Yeah, it was um, real close. Valley Vices get their win. They're sitting in 10th, uh, and Julio Think You Are I Am are in 7th. Mm-hmm. And you know, like uh, we we talked about it a little bit. Um, you know, fantasy is such a fickle fickle beast. But last week, the Julios had Julio Jones get one point eight, Manuel Sanders get one point nine, uh, David and Joku get zero point eight points, and Josh Reynolds got one point nine points. Anytime you got four guys that don't even crack two points, you're done. You're done. You're done. Um, so. Tough, tough break for uh, for show life over there. But you know what? He already knew he was destined for B pool, and he had a buy. So, you know, Whatever. if it mattered, I'm sure he'd be more uh, chapped uh, about about those results. What are we? Uh, are we hitting our new new little touch? Do we cover all the teams? Is that all? I of think them? so. Hmm. Okay. Blazers, boners. Yeah. Curls for girls. All right. Cool. Yeah. Thanks good. for bearing with us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, well, fuck are, it. Whatever. Boys are having a good time on yeah. this Friday night for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, a little bit more freedom. Yeah, a little freedom. <laughs> As if we didn't take any before. Yeah, that's true. Whatever. But, Anyways. Uh, we're going to hit our, our next segment actually came from, it was an idea by the commish. Yeah. And uh, he said that we should kind of like recap the the draft draft i guess yeah. now that the regular season is over mm-hmm. um worst picks and uh best picks from each round yeah that's so. right and we and it kind of ties in we did have a draft recap episode at the beginning of the of the series but yeah thanks kel for uh putting us uh on this trail okay well here we go in round one um we're gonna go round by round best and worst round one uh, I found it very difficult not to pick Todd Gurley. He's been everything uh, people said he'd be. He's uh, exactly what was advertised. He's been a stud. Um, and my worst pick in round one was Leonard Fournette. He's just missed way too much time, whether it's injury, suspension, uh, not following team rules, whatever it is. He's, you can't trust the guy. No, you can't. Um, which is crazy because I would argue that after like the – you know guys that everybody knew were going in the top three running backs. Fournette was the guy a few people wanted. Yeah. You know? I remember in my other league. Yeah. I remember you complaining about it. Johnny complaining that Sue took him when he thought uh, he'd get him in the next pick. But, uh, yeah, Leonard Fournette, a bit of a disappointment this season. I wasn't complaining. I had Zeke. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you were, yeah. Some no, other guys I, I think it was you and uh, Kel. Or Kel and Johnny. Kel, Sorry. yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Two guys behind Sue, obviously. My uh, my top round one pick was Maddie Ice. Oh yeah, lay it on me. Give him some love. Give him some love. Uh, it was Saquon Barkley Woo! at number two. My and, man. Uh, some people thought it was a bit of a reach, but he's delivered all year. Um, 
So that's what uh, that's what guys got to give him. Best pick, I would say. Thanks, man. Um, it. Worst pick, I would say David Johnson uh, by Nigel. I I think you could have had a couple more guys that you knew were going to be good. Uh, you could have had Zeke. Could have had Kamara. Um, so that's my uh, that was my worst pick. That round one. Okay, as we step into round two, we actually had the same worst pick, and it's not because the player's bad. Or, you know, he maybe he hasn't lived up to expectations this year. But it's more... Timing. It's the timing, man. It's Gronk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny uh, taking him. Second round, tight end. Uh, obviously regrets it. Has mentioned it on this show. Um, worst pick for sure. Yeah, by far. Yeah. Uh, who's your best pick? McCaffrey, for sure. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey. 100%. Not just a PPR guy. He's been a stud all season long. He finds pay dirt. He's a beauty. Um, he was early on in the second round. Um, but yeah, Kellen knocked it out of the park with that one. Yeah, my uh, my best pick from round two was Mike Thomas. Um, he's been solid for the Boners all year. Uh, yeah, he's a weapon. He's top three receiver in the league. Yeah, love him. Um, and I like the guy, so I have him on my other team. And you know, whatever. He was my second round uh, best pick. Perfect. All right, what rounds are next? <laughs> what my- comes after two? One, two. Oh, three. Uh, round three. Oh, I've my, been looking forward to this my section. My favorite rounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Well, you know what? I'm, let me start. Okay. okay take so it away. We both, we both agreed on Adam Thielen being the best pick around three. Um, he's been dynamite all year, especially at the start of the year. He had such a good stretch. Uh, six or seven games over 100 yards. Pod favorite. Love the guy. Yeah. Um, man crush. Man crush. Love the jerseys, too. United by unis. Um, but my worst pick was Shady McCoy. And I thought you could have got him way later. Everybody knew Buffalo's offense wasn't going to be good. Um, so that was my worst pick. Yeah. Um, I I didn't leave Gord's uh, draft recap page uh, for rounds three, four, or five. In rounds three, uh, El Huncho took this year's Cream Hunt in... Uh, What's his name? Royce, Rolls-Royce Freeman. Rolls-Royce Freeman. And it's been a complete and utter disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, he, tire fire. Tire fire. Uh, yeah. Philip Lindsay obviously has taken over. Uh, yeah. Just not, not a good look for the, for the hard hats. You suck, you duckass. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's move on to round four. Yeah. Round I did even better in. Um, my, my best pick of round four was Lamar Miller. Uh, I think he's been great for cat guys, been consistent flex starter. Yeah. Beauty. Um, reliable. Mm -hmm. And, uh, my worst pick of round four was Jamal Williams because he's just backing up Aaron Jones right now. Yeah. Um, I think that was curls for girls. Yeah, it was curls for girls. High risk because Mm -hmm. that was a muddled back backfield heading into the season. Ty Montgomery was still lingering around. You know, you didn't know. Um, that was high to take him. My best pick in round four was Travis Kelsey. Uh, obviously, playing with Mahomes has been sick, uh, and the system has worked for him to, uh, tremendously, but he's he's still an extremely talented player. Worst pick, <laughs> hard hat Hogan, baby. Chris, you're out there. Chris Hogan, He's worst up. pick. Yeah, um, far. I have to say, out of your three, four, and five picks, um, four – I'm the most surprised at not the p- fact that you took him, but the fact that he didn't actually pan out. Oh yeah, because he was yeah. a stud at the end of last yeah. season He's and red zone very reliable. But you know, that's the way of the New England offense. Relevant one Can't minute, trust it. gone the next. Can't trust it. 
Yeah. Oh, well. That sucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into an even better round for Gord. <laughs> <laughs> that is... Uh, <laughs> you know what? Maddie and I, in round five, we both agreed on the best pick, and it was Zach Ertz. Yeah. Another tight end. Um, he's been dynamite. He's going to have the most catches out of a tight end of all time. Uh, Jason Witten held the record before. Yeah. Um, my worst pick was Marquise Goodwin. I thought he was going to pan out too, but he really hasn't. Uh, he's been hurt. Uh, Jimmy G going down hurt him. Um, but yeah, he was my worst pick. What was yours? Uh, I had, uh, Zach Ertz as well, obviously. And my worst pick... (laughs) You had to ask? Mm. Uh, Peyton Barber. Mm. Peyton Barber. Ooh, yeah. the guy who I fearless today. Yeah, fearless. You talked about him earlier today. He's brought it on as the season's gone on, but not anywhere near Terrible. what we thought he would be. Terrible fifth-round pick. Yeah. It was awful. Threw it away. Brutal. My, my third, fourth, and fifth rounds were fucking bad. Terrible. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Hey, but you know what? Hey, yeah, you by the gut, you die by the sword. Yeah, that's the way the fajita rolls. You know, <laughs> this is the way the fajita rolls into second place, motherfucker. <laughs> true, true, true. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. God damn, fucking Kirk Cousins. Round six, we agreed, and yeah, you know what? Uh, we got to give credit where credit's due. We ragged him. We said if this is 2013, great pick. Yeah, um, it's but true. he fucking surprised a lot of people. And he's been playing real well. He's playing real well. Adrian Peterson is the best mm. pick of round six. Both Gordon and I agreed. Way to go, Scotty. Um, you know, kudos. I'm not apologizing. There's no. no way I would apologize for that. I can admit when I'm wrong, though. I do it every fearless. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly admit yeah. that I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, yeah, I'm gonna roll with it. Whatever. Uh, it was shocking. I no one expected that. No, uh, expected it was high that. to take him, but it panned out in the end. Yeah, yeah, good pick. Yeah. Who's your worst? Oh, my worst of that round. Hmm. It was hard because I had to leave your page, but I went with Robbie Anderson. Oh God. Robbie Anderson. I think the cat guys are the are the are Feldy took him. I think I had a good round six. Can't remember who I drafted though. Oh sure. Yeah. <laughs> now you bring it up. Yeah. When we're doing the research, Ooh. I'd fucking wouldn't say Pete crickets on your end. Okay. Yeah, Who's anyway, your worst? <laughs> my, my worst is Jimmy Graham, and you know what? I thought he was gonna have a great year. I thought it was a good pick. Um, but they're not using him, and he's not he's not playing for the team. Um, so yeah, he was he was my worst pick around six, and and not even that he's a bad pick. It's just when you don't when they don't pan out, like Royce Freeman, yeah, like Chris Hogan, <laughs> like Peyton Barber. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, you're gonna have more names as this goes on. Oh, I know, I know. I know. Uh, uh, round seven. <laughs> uh, a couple gems in this round, actually. Yeah, yeah a couple guys actually panned out really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went with the best seven, seventh round pick with uh, Drew Brees. Yeah. Um, and, and Breezy Tommy got him, so he didn't have to change his name. It was nice and easy. And uh, he, But he's had a great year, MVP year. They're playing real well. Um, my worst pick of that round goes to the Boners, Michael Crabtree. Yeah, King who, Crab. <laughs> yeah, who I also thought would have not a bad year, but he's been junk, so. Yeah. And I mean, like it's it's. Uh, we should preface this. There were some rounds where there was like only one guy. Yeah. That was that like really had a huge season, and then there were a few rounds 
uh, where there were like two or three, and like maybe one guy's a little bit less than the other, but we tried to split it up. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think Breeze has had an amazing year, but I went with Robert Woods, yeah, uh, who's been year. a stud for the butt kickers. And my worst player drafted in that round was Alfred Morris. To our guest. To, yeah, brutal. Mm. Ugh. Terrible. Gross. Don't have to say much about that. Round eight, no question. Yeah. No question. No question. Um, it goes for both of us. Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Had and, to. And you can't deny it. Uh, the numbers he's put up this year are fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my honorable mention is to Sonny Michelle because uh, I thought that was a pretty good... That's a uh, good one, yeah. Yeah, pretty good round eight pick. Uh, my worst pick was Jameson Crowder. Yeah. And uh, my worst pick... <laughs> Keelan Cole. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it was back in it. I that was, quick, hey? I thought it was done after round five. Oh, oh yeah. Man. No, no. Couldn't lay up on you, buddy. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Move on. Round nine. My, my best player, uh, the man, the virile... Uh, horny man himself, Phil no, Rivers. The no birth control. Pill Rivers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was the best. He's been he's been great this year. Uh, I'll never draft him because I don't like him. Uh, you know, he obviously you shouldn't let biases come into fantasy, but pff, whatever with him. Uh, and my worst was uh, the waiter, Pierre Garçon. Mm. Yeah. yeah, tough year for him. Tough year for him. Um, my best round nine pick was Tariq Cohen. A guy who never gets played yeah. on the races, uh, but he's been solid all year. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. I thought he was just going to be a PPR guy too, but no, he's been he's been good in both standard leagues. Um, and Andrew Luck was an honorable mention. He's been solid, but also been on the bench all year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And my worst pick was Josh Doxson, who mm-hmm. I thought was going to be not bad, but uh, he didn't pan out. Tough round nine pick. Probably could have picked a better guy. Yep, for sure. Round ten was a good one for the for oh, the boys. For they, the hard hats, I yeah, hit guys struck gold in the in round ten. Obviously, I'll get I'll give that to you for sure. Rag on you a lot, but fuck James Conner, oh. best pick in round ten for sure by far. Honorable mention to uh, the Vices who took Jared Goff. Yeah, and, not bad. Yeah, and my worst pick in that round, <laughs> Stu picking with his heart. C.J. Anderson <laughs> has to be the worst one. Doesn't even play in the league anymore. No. And it's not like he was good for Stu in past years. No, it <laughs> he wasn't. He just fucking crushed his soul every year he had him. Fuck. Oh, sure. I'll take him again. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, I went with, obviously, James Conner. He's been dynamite for me all year. He's got me to where I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, honorable mention to Big Ben, mm. um, who has been who's been solid all year. Uh, it's just tough. Uh, East Lake Sandals. Tough schedule, um, not putting up points when they need it, but he's been he's been good for them. Uh, the worst pick that uh, round was Jordy Nelson, um, who I think Scotty got him. Scotty got him. Yeah. Um, One of the but older. how did he get Big Ben and Jordy? Hmm. No, maybe he wasn't trapped. I don't know. I don't think Scotty got him. But anyway, Jordy Nelson was the worst pick mm, in that round okay. for me. Okay. Uh, round eleven. Uh, no love reciprocated, obviously, on this uh, episode. But fuck, I'm going to toot my own horn here. It's George Kittle in round 11. The guy's been a top three, maybe top four, uh, tight end all season. He won all year. 
and he's been versatile. He's done it with uh, three different quarterbacks, slinging the rock his way. His numbers have dipped a bit in recent weeks, but for the most part, he's been steady Eddie, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my worst pick, Ronald Jones the second. Yeah. Uh, bust uh, in terms of uh, the rookie running backs that were not drafted. Not getting any touches either. Not getting so. any touches. The coaches don't seem to like him. Uh, yeah, that Tampa Bay backfield, brutal. Because yeah. if you remember, Peyton Barber was drafted in the fifth round by Gord, <laughs> just in case uh, anybody Anyone forgot. forgot. Yeah. Uh, my round 11, my star was uh, Tyler Lockett. He's been solid all year. Yeah, um, he has. Averaging about 10 points a game. That's a great flex starter guy if you need to plug in on a buy. Um, I think the replacements. Yeah, yeah. I'd be John. Way to get him. Yeah, that was a good one. My worst uh, pick around 11 was the mini D. I thought it was way too early to pick a defense, um, and that's just a bit of a homework pick. I think it was by Andy. Yeah, I think you could wait till round twelve because there was a great, great D that went in round twelve compared to yeah. everybody else. Yeah, round twelve, we both agreed on it. LA yeah. Rams D. LA Rams D. They've been amazing Ice. this year. Loved having them. Um, yeah, just they've been good. Uh, and my worst pick was John Ross. Too inconsistent. Uh, not a huge role in that offense. No. And mine was Michael Gallup on the Stars. Or, sorry, Cowboys. <laughs> I just thought the Star logo in my head. Yeah, uh, I kind of thought. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Michael Gallup, he uh, just been inconsistent. He's dropping balls. And so, mm, yeah. yeah. That, was my, that was my worst tw- round 12 pick. Really? Round 13. Yeah. You uh, went with a D again. I went with a D again. I thought Chicago D was a good pick. Mm-hmm. Um, who picked him up? Can't remember. Mm. Julio, think you are I? No, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't, I don't know. know. It doesn't matter. It was a good pick. If it was you, yeah. good job. It wasn't me. Um, <laughs> and Frank Gore. Was the worst yeah, pick. I got <laughs> to throw a little shade my way. I get it. I get it. Yeah, Frank um, Gore was the worst pick. So That was more when I was trying to get my Twitter handle popping. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, because I sent out a couple uh, Frank Gore tweets, but whatever. Uh, my best pick of round 13 gave it to a kicker, Will Lutz. He's been a stud. Uh, top of the uh, of the kicker echelon. Uh, echelon as the season's gone on, and my worst pick was Rashard Matthews, uh, released by the Titans, is now rostered on the Jets, but I I haven't heard from him. Snap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, snap. which was weird. He's another guy, huge 2017 season, and now mm-hmm. irrelevant 2018. Yeah. Oh, Rashard Matthews. Yeah, round uh, round fourteen, final round. Got to give another kicker some love here. Yeah, we tied it up. Uh, we both thought Harrison Butker was uh, the best round 14 pick. Yeah, and the name tied into it too. Exactly. Ni- Nigel picking Great name. Him. Yeah. Um, and the worst pick we both agreed on it was Gio Bernard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Who everybody was mad at after Dixon went down. Mm-hmm. And, or Mixon Mixon, went down, yeah, yeah, yeah. Went down, and then Gio was fucking rostered. On John's fucking team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, pissed. everybody rushed to the wire. What? John has him He's already? <laughs> yeah, that's but, true. Oh, well. All right. Well. So, All right. Now comes time for our predictions. Yeah. Um, so for the Gregor Bowl, obviously we're not uh, in that mix. So uh, we didn't have uh, to worry about where we went with this. Um, I And we wanted to be a bit different, so we each picked a different guy. I foresee Johnny in the Valley View Vices taking home the Gregor Bowl. And I knew, uh, I think he's had a, a few down weeks. This is coupled with um, the East Lake Scoundrels stepping it up in, in uh, recent weeks. Um, and uh, I, I just think 
like the way it's gone for Johnny, it's just it would be poetic justice, you know, mm-hmm. that he that he that he gets sacked uh, with with that title. Uh, Absolutely. You know. Yeah, I went. Uh, I went with Angie. I mean, it was kind of low hanging fruit. Uh, he's just tough record. Um, Disinterested. Roster is not. Roster is not that great. I. I just think Angie's gonna have to take it home for sure. So and then for the A bracket. For the A bracket, N40L champion. Yeah, we we made we weren't allowed. We told ourselves we couldn't pick ourselves. Obviously, you believe in your team. Yeah, obviously, I think I'm gonna go. But yeah, um, and I realistic. Yeah. Well, yeah, I fully believe in my team too, but we're focusing on the boners only this week. Mm. Anyways, my uh, prediction for champion: if it ain't gonna be me, it's gonna be Kellen and his kitties. Yeah, um, cat guy. I, I hate this stat, and I hate that we have to say it, but in the three seasons that the N40L has existed, Kellen has made the finals of the A pool every single year. That. That tears me up more than anything else, you know? He he took on Shane, season one, lost. Took on the Borg, season two, lost. And then brought it home last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if he does it, that's an amazing feat. Four finals in a row, that would be unreal. Um, and back-to-back would be crazy, too. Who'd you roll with? Um, I think I went with I went with Peggy. Yeah, I went with the Juggernaut. Yeah, I mean it's hard to stop. It's hard to stop a guy that's been that consistent all year. Um, he's gonna have down weeks, but I think I think he's gonna take it home. Yeah, you can't argue with a record like that. That's true. He's been most consistent. That's yeah. for sure. Um, and before we leave you guys, uh, just as a quick recap to the regular season, uh, I was digging in the record books last night. Uh, stayed up way too late doing it. Uh, you know, work 10 times harder at this than I do at my regular job. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, streaks and records this season. So current longest current win streak, the mighty boners had their seven massive game win streak snapped by Pex and the breezy taught the new current win streak for this season. Uh, the current one is three in a row and belongs to none other than El Huncho. We recently dove into the record books, like I said, and Stu, got to give you some props. His seven-game win streak tied the all-time record set by Shane's team in 2017. The most wins in a season, including playoffs, sits at 12 and was set by two teams in the same year, Kellen and Shane. Huh. You want to cover the... Yeah. Well, the next up is the... Ah. It's a tough one. Yeah, but you got to do it. It's the longest losing streak. It's not opinion. It's facts. And uh, <laughs> Andy and his wayward sons now have the record all to themselves. 11 straight losses, and the streak has potential to grow larger as he takes on Scott this week. The most losses in a season, including playoffs, belongs to Stu, who set the all-time or set the all-mark in 2016. He famously took 14 L's and took home the Gregor Bowl. Yeah. Wow. Tough. Uh, this, uh, here are some records and other interesting facts set this season. The largest margin of victory in pool history, in N40L history, happened this year when Chris obliterated Johnny's team in mm. week one. The Breezies beat the Vices by 97 points. Some more than some points, guys. Score. Yeah. John's looking at 97. He's never seen that number in his life. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, tough. Um, On the opposite side of the fucking spectrum, the smallest (laughs) margin of victory this season happened when Scott squeaked out a win over Andrew in Week 10 by a margin of .22. 
but that's not the closest we've seen. Feldy, our guest this week, beat Nigel in week 11, 2017, by a margin of 0.1 points. 0.1 points. That is fucked. That's slim. I don't think we'll ever see closer. That's no, insane. Absolutely That's insane. not. Um, the guy who had the hardest strength of schedule this season based on weekly average was Andrew. Guys averaged 114 points against him as the season went on. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, the guy who had the easiest strength of schedule. <laughs> who who do you think it was? Yeah. Who do you Take think one it was? wild guess. The guy who sets the fucking schedule. None <laughs> other than Commissioner Goodkell. <laughs> that fucking sneak. <laughs> <laughs> Guys had a weekly average of 97.91 against him this year. Yeah. Fuck. Well... Coincidence? Who knows? Yeah, that's up for debate. We'll see, we'll see what happens. The most points scored in a single week this year belonged to Chris, who scored 160 points in week three against Stu, which was very close, but it didn't break the all-time record. Stu actually owns that record with 163 points in week eight of 2017 against the Cats and oh. Kellen. Meow. Meow. <laughs> The least points scored in a single week this year, that was Shaner. Yeah, this past week. <laughs> this past week with 45.82 against Johnny. Got broke Johnny's win or lost streaks. Yeah, lost Johnny lost. got a dub. But the record actually belongs to Nigel. Nigel! And Nigel. Lowest ever. Nigel has the lowest ever with 44.12 in week 11 to 2015 against Feldy. Man, that Nigel Feldman rivalry goes deeper goes than we deep, than we know. I love it. Deep. Fuck. So, Fuf Shane, good for you. Oh, sucks to be Nigel. All right. And, of course, before we jump into story time, transaction counter. Why not? Johnny and Gord are now tied with 40 transactions apiece, but fear not. It's a three-horse race. It is. Feldman has 39 transactions hot on their tail. The next closest after that is Kellen with 30. And then the last guy is Shane with only 14. Hmm. Yeah. And there we go. N40L. Best of luck to everybody in the playoffs. It's going to be fun. Looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. So what? We're jumping into story time? Story time. Gord, you're taking this one away. I said said I'd do a story about Andy. Mm Mm-hmm. Because this one time, down in Van, I'm going there for like a course for work. And uh, we go out one night, get fucking loaded. Just it's like you? no, uh, his his buddy Mookie, who's this massive black dude. Okay. And two of my buddies. So we go to the American. I think that's the bar he works at now. Yeah. And I sing yep. karaoke. <laughs> sing Beast of Burden. Go to kill it. Yeah. Right. Um. They start throwing bread at me like little pieces of bread <laughs> at me on the stage so I like get off I don't I play it off like it's whatever then I get off and I'm like okay hey. I'm like what the fuck dude like why are you throwing bread and they're like oh it's like a good thing like it's like a fucking cheer you on thing I'm like okay it's whatever. like a tradition at their bar yeah okay. at their bar right. so I don't say shit there's like nobody in there there's like 10 people in the whole <laughs> fucking place but you brought the house down regardless absolutely <laughs> so then this big girl gets up there and like belts her fucking heart out kills it absolutely kills it and they start throwing bread at her 
And I was like, yo, man, like, that's fucking rude as shit. I was like, it's not only rude to, like, throw bread at people while they're singing karaoke. It's rude to do it to, like, a bigger gal who fucking laid her fucking self on the line and fucking killed it. So I start getting in this guy's fucking grill Aggressive. a little bit. Mookie. Yeah. No. Not Mookie's Mookie. on my side. Okay, okay. And I start fucking getting into it with the fucking magic guys. Like, well, I fucking work here. Fucking blah, blah, blah. And, like... We just fucking, I don't know, we kind of half tussle a little bit, and then Mookie's like, yeah, man, I'll fucking, I'll go this guy for you right now, and I'm like, fuck, man, I'm fucking ready, like, let's fucking go this guy, and we never actually end up fighting, but it was pretty damn close, and Andy was right there behind me, and fucking, well, Andy was right there behind Mookie, and then, and then Mookie was behind me, so, you know what, he's a fucking great dude, and that was a great night, uh, so... Uh, yeah. That, that's story oh, time. That's story time for this week. Yeah. Easy to get after it in Vance. Oh, right? real easy. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's all we got. Fuck. We, this might be the longest in oh, history. Oh, by far. Uh, but you know what? We did the draft recap. We had playoffs to talk about. Feldman crushed it. We're not going to cut that guy off. He was no. He was money, man. Yeah, Thanks again for absolutely. phoning in, buddy. So, yeah. Well, great app. Oh. Uh, Thanks for listening. Yeah. And what? What do we have next? What, we'll do, we, what are we ending off with? Oh, for the listeners. I hope the listeners like it. Oh, hey. How could you not? Take it easy. F15 next week. Don't see you later. Can't keep my hands to myself. No matter how hard I'm trying to. I want you all to myself. Your metaphorical gin and juice. So come on, give me a taste Of what it's like to be next to you Won't let one drop go to waste Your metaphorical turn and choose Oh, all of the downs and the uppers Keep making love to each other And I'm trying, 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 trying to myself
I mean, I could, but why would I want to?